now we're recording. Welcome to episode 164 of Out Off Topic. I'm here again with Brad and Bradley. Hey. We had a hard time choosing seats tonight. We did. If you listened to the last episode Brad was on, he was in my seat because I was remote. And now we're both in Peabody. Yeah. Yes. It's kind of weird. Right. I feel like I was just here. You kind of were just here. It's like, what, three episodes ago? Yeah. Yeah. Three or four episodes ago. Yeah, probably about that. Cool. I feel uh, like I was here, too. Maybe last episode? Yeah, you were. <laughs> yeah, cool. Just checking. Um, I can't remember if you did. Oh, see, we, we did one here when I first came to town. It's throwing me off, because, like, I did one with you in Phoenix, then we came back here and did one. We did one in Phoenix? Yeah, we did one with Brian in Phoenix. Oh, shit, we did. In his house. Yeah. Yeah. I listened to that one. I don't, I don't know what's going on in my life anymore. You're traveling too much, apparently. Send help. <laughs> I know the feeling. Yeah, you know the feeling a lot. Because <laughs> I'm sure none of our listeners are unfamiliar with who you are, but you are the van driver for Radwood. Yes. We, we, you're, more among, the, you're, more, you're more than the van driver. That sounds like... Among I, many... Yeah, I, re- I really cut down your, no. your role right there by calling you the van driver. He's you the, know what? He's the roadie. I'm updating my, my resume. Van roadie driver. for Radwood. Yeah, That's right. it. That's all I got. All right, I got it. He's a co-creator slash conspirator slash van driver slash merch wrangler. Yes. And I am the... Jalopnik writer. Uh, yeah, well, that, that's... I'm the chief marketing uh, executive That means for you, you moderate the Facebook page? Yes. <laughs> Pretty much, yes. No, I I do do more than that, but uh, primarily merchandise and um, like pu- public-facing relations for, for Radwood, so... Uh, handle a lot of emails and uh, Facebook, Twitter, which whenever I'm at a Radwood event causes a funny issue because (laughs) if I'm behind like the merch booth helping because Naomi likes to work the merch booth. So we do that a lot and I help her out quite a bit back there. Sometimes people come to me like, are you Brad? And I'm like, yep. And they're talking to me and I'd be like, wait, I'm not the Brad you're looking for. (laughs) And they go, what? And I'm like, there's two portly gentleman named brad with beards <laughs> and you've chosen poorly yes you had to find the red beard and i i will say that uh naomi is awesome couldn't do what we do without her so excellent i mean yeah excellent. we you we can could, you do right but when, but she's, when there, she's there it's, it's a, awesome it's an incredible yes. help not to discredit her at all she's amazing at everything she does plus, including being behind the bridge booth at plus she's traditionally been there when my wife hasn't been there which means she fills the role of my wife which for also a day I don't know if I authorize this loan, <laughs> hmm. um, which also makes her upset because she wants to hang out with your wife yes. again. Yes, yeah. yeah. Well, you guys just need to visit. We're like four hours away now. Four hours. Yeah. Yeah, if we meet in the middle. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yes, Bradley Brunel is here of Jalopnik fame and Redwood. In Vegas, yeah. somebody confused me for art. I, had, I could see yeah. The complexion and the bit. beard, yeah. the, the, the five o'clock shadow. Yeah. I could see that. I can see that. Plus, you're standing somewhere official. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People just assume. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a big assumption. Mm-hmm. But the Brad and Brad thing is, it's yeah. people aren't looking for me, so you haven't got it, but everybody's looking for you, mm-hmm. and I get it all the time. Mm-hmm. And I falsely assume that people care who I am. <laughs> That's the problem. So you Are have, you Brad? Yes, I am the Brad. So you have, another. you have the ego that I don't have. Sure. Yeah, there sure. you go. For anybody who knows me, that know that is, uh, I definitely do not have no. the ego that you don't have. No. But uh, in this case, yeah, I am the only Brad that counts. All right. So, so Radwood Boston Radwood. just happened. Yeah. We haven't had a Boston was, show until. It was yesterday. Just now. Yeah. We're going to talk about the weather. 
Unfortunately, mm. it was very uh, important was in the story. We should have just postponed it to Sunday and told the Volkswagen guys to piss the off. Event. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure the Volkswagen guys who have had a show at the Lars Anderson Museum for the past 20-some-odd years yeah. would have just folded over and yeah. said, yeah. sure, we'll come, back. we'll come back Monday. Yeah. Not Clearly. a problem at all. Um, uh, fun fact about that Volkswagen show. There's a contingent of about so it's Volkswagen Transporter Fest they call it, yeah. but it's all air cools, water cools, everything. Right, it's a celebration right. of all things Volkswagen. There's a huge contingent of those Volkswagen bus and Beetle people that actually do a whole weekend event. They go down to Winter Island here in the city of Salem, and they do a camp out, and then they caravan like 50 buses strong from Salem to. I was wondering how they drew that many friggin' buses because they're I mean, from all over the country too. It was incredible. So. Yeah, so we did Radwood yesterday, but who cares about that? I was at the Volkswagen we can go show back this to that. morning. Let's talk about the Volkswagen show. Yeah, it's fresh in your memory from today. It was awesome. It was really cool. Yeah. Like the the main lawn where our royalty cars were was the main show, mm-hmm. and then everything down the hill was swap meet. Mm-hmm. So I like looked around at some cool stuff to buy. I didn't buy anything. Um, I actually bought some stuff from the museum. I bought a couple of books that I didn't really need, but whatever, whatever. I never have time to read anymore. Selling um, all my belongings. <laughs> buying books. Buying books. Yeah. Well, books, books I can okay. bring with me yeah, no, on my, my journeys. But. I support books. But um, there was a ton of stuff there that easily could have been at Radwood yesterday. Right. Yeah, a lot of the air cool, a lot of the water-cooled stuff for sure. Yeah, that was yesterday. Yeah. Um, there was a Gulf Country. Mm-hmm. It was totally rad. Um, a blue one? Yeah. Yeah, I he think was supposed to go blue. to Radwood. No, no, there's a couple of colors. Oh, okay. Oh, 100%. Okay. Um, a blue one on steel wheels, though. I think so. Yeah. New Hampshire tags. Yeah, yeah. he is the one. Uh, he was supposed to go to Radwood, and I'm sure he didn't come because of the rain. But yeah. But I know through interactions with somebody else, I saw him commenting, and he was like, I'm going to be there, and then it rained, and obviously mm-hmm. not. So, there yeah, was amazing stuff there. There was a, there were two gorgeous Scirocco's. Like, both of them were spectacular. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them had like really light graphics. It looked like uh, they had a barber cut a fade into the side of it. It was just like, I'll, I'll show you photos later. Yeah, that was, sounds awful. It was awesome. <laughs> it was really awesome. Anyway, um, there. Were, I mean, and then obviously the Vanigans and double cabs and uh, all kinds of really cool stuff. That, yeah, so that easily could have been one of the guys that runs it or is in charge of like wrangling everything together. His name is Stan. Um, and he's been in the Volkswagen bus world for, I don't know, since well before they were, st- well before they stopped making them. I know that for sure. Um, but he has, there was probably a, he usually brings, he's a double cab synchro Vanagon, uh-huh. which is this, like absurdly awesome. Yeah. Um, but he's instrumental in getting all those guys together. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, they have that huge camp out and people come from, all over the country, like they're probably there's cars there from like Utah and mm. Canada and mm. Florida, and they all caravan for this one like event in the Northeast, which is kind of under the radar in like the media world. Didn't mm-hmm. hear much about it, but no, I know it's yeah. hugely popular with VW enthusiasts. Yeah, and I'm glad you got to see the Lars Anderson on a sunny day because yeah. it's like really, really pretty. It was, yeah, it was beautiful. Uh, and then two cars that I had never seen before, but I've always been a big fan of. One was a an SP2, mm-hmm. the Brazilian Brazilian SP2. Oh, I love those things. I've wanted one for ages. I've never even seen one in person, and it, it was awesome to that, see. That particular car was at the um, the Misslewood Concordia Elegance, mm-hmm. and I think it won an award there as well. Mm-hmm. And then the other one was a uh, Myers Manx SR, 
which was their sports racer version. Was that built at the same time, or was that a later car? No, it was the same. It was the late sixties, early seventies. I don't think I know that one. It's uh, much more wedgy, and the doors open like butterflies. It has does it doors. Have, does it have a roof? Yeah. Hmm. It's uh, it's really cool. I have a photograph here, but yeah, uh, that doesn't really go well over the. No, obviously. oh, oh, it's really, really seventies looking, right? It's like super seventies. Oh, kind of looks like a Bond bug. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But with four wheels. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty wild. Yeah, I'm into it. I've never seen one of those either. They're super cool. It was built for like um, autocrossing and road racing and stuff. That's but cool. It, I mean, it's still Volkswagen based. So. I mean, it, yeah, I don't know how it's built any different than the other one. It's more aerodynamic. Yeah, supposedly. I guess. I don't know. It has a roof. It's 70s. They're yeah. like, they're like, the 70s. They were like, Bricklin's real successful. Let's mimic what he's doing. <laughs> But anyway, uh, yeah, the Volkswagen show was cool. Yeah, all the events that they have there, because they have a whole calendar of events there. And uh-huh. ev- like every weekend, there's a different theme mm-hmm. car show. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything from Japanese car day to extinct car day to American car day, Swedish car day, Swedish car day. <clears throat> which I've heard that Italian day, Italian day is like well, the Italian day is one? called tu- Tutto Italiano, and they actually have to do two. Yeah, because they had a Tuto and Tuto Light because there's so many people that want to go. A lot of Italian cars around here, apparently. Okay. It's, a, it's it's surprising, actually. So I live in Phoenix now, obviously. And in Phoenix, I see a Ferrari, a Lamborghini uh, every day. Mm-hmm. New ones. Newer ones, yeah. And there's, there's some earlier stuff, too. I see 348s and 308s and stuff, too. But living here, you could go for months and months and months without even seeing one anywhere. So it's surprising to me how many... Italian cars, they really are here when it comes down to it. But it's not even that. Like, really nice Alphas will show up. Like, your like, 80s Alphas just come out of the woodwork. But even, like, yeah. people will bring, like, pre-war Alphas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, like, stuff like that. So, uh, one of the great things about having a uh, a venue like that, I grew up in Hickory Corners, Michigan, which is right down the street from the Gilmore Car Museum. Mm-hmm. And That's definitely on our list. You need to go. It's incredible. That place rules. Um, but I, that's kind of what formed my car enthusiasm was being that close to that like haven of car awesomeness. And I remember going to British car day and seeing cars that I did not even know existed when I was 17 So many like weird little coach built British cars. It was so cool. And, um, yeah, I became addicted to, uh, Lotus Elise's that, Mm -hmm. that day. I got to sit in one, and I was like, this is awesome. But, of course, I was, like, a foot shorter then. So Uh, now it's kind of not in the cards, unless I get one with a removable roof, like an Elise instead of an Exige. Either way. I wouldn't fit in an Exige. I'm too tall. They're also out there too new anyway. I didn't know about Lars Anderson until, like, 10 or 15 years ago when we started going to Japanese car day. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't even know it existed. But it was also, like, kind of pre-internet. So and they had a like a revolution like 15, 20 yeah. years ago where it got a new management. Yeah. The museum itself is really small. Mm-hmm. Very There's small. like, what, 25 cars in so, there? And they rotate through yeah. stuff mm-hmm. every year, okay. year and a half. So the upstairs display is always rotating. And upstairs and the, there was very few things. The cars are on loan. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's end of the season right now, so okay. a lot of the cars are probably out of there. Normally, there's cars in the middle when you first walk in. Oh, okay. There's normally a few more cars in there, but like, what's in there? I mean, there was like, what's that? 
a Delahaye yeah. or a yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a Bugatti. There was a Delahaye. I mean, there's, there was, there's some I mean, serious, yeah. serious stuff in there. Yeah, yeah. So what that museum is is that was the carriage house for the Lars Anderson family. I've heard that. So it wasn't intended to be anything but storage for carriages when it was mm-hmm. built. So it's not huge. It has a couple right. horse stables in the they back were, that you go exploring. Yeah, and they were some of the first people in Boston to own cars. It was yep. the Lars Anderson family. And they had lots of money, so they bought a new one every year and mm-hmm. held on to the old one, which right. is what the downstairs is. I don't know if you've poked around there mm-hmm. much at all. Those are all um, Lars Anderson family-owned mm-hmm. cars. And it's they new. have like vintage bicycles from like the turn of the century, too. Yep. Right, right. So it's a really neat place. It's a really neat resource. And like I said, upstairs is hit or miss each year, depending on what the exhibit is. Mm-hmm. You know, there last year was Hot Rods of New England, and there was some really cool traditional stuff built from, yeah. like, in the 50s in New England. That would be and cool. It was, and it was neat to see the local history of Hot Rods versus what you see in all the Hot Rod magazine from Southern, Southern California. California yeah. Sure. So that was really neat to see. But credit where credit's due, they've really embraced social media mm-hmm. and oh, have, good. yeah, and have, like, gotten really cool exhibits over the last couple of years and they've started doing their they've added their cars and coffees to their lawn events and they really push stuff and they've really been like a bastion of car culture in this area so it's very very cool yep so it's a small museum yeah um i still recommend you see it if you're in the area but if you're in the area during one of their lawn events it's even a better time to stop in and their cars and coffees are like always packed, especially like ridiculously packed. Yeah. And pro tip: cars and coffee. There's no fee to enter, and you yeah. can go in the museum for free. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean you're not supporting the museum that way, but still. It's... Well, I bought a couple of books from them, like I yep. said. So I tried to give them a little bit of money. Also, like we held a show there, so yeah, they got a lot of money from you. <laughs> yeah, they, did, they didn't need your book money. They made a lot of money the day before. So speaking of uh, holding a car show there, yes, let's talk about Radwood. Radwood, Boston. Yeah. So Rainwood, Boston. You guys have been to like every Radwood, basically. Not every, but we've been to every version. I think I've been to seven or eight of them. Yeah, Yeah, so I've been to like four. Yeah, I've been to a lot. (laughs) We've had. I think this was our seventeenth or eighteenth show. That's a lot in two and a half years. Maybe been moving to six. Yeah, that's quite a few. But um, but uh, so you guys have been to a lot. My point is, how did it? Did it meet your expectations? So I think I was a little overwhelmed. Okay. Um, and this is just coming from me because it was, uh, you know, even though I don't live here anymore, I still would consider this my home show. So I know a lot of people in the area. Uh huh. So all day long, I was just talking to people that I that know. that you knew. So yeah. it's almost like I wasn't at Radwood. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's it how was... that's how LA is for me. Right. Because I right. know all of the people that are that yeah. go to the show, and it's like I end up talking, going from one conversation to another. That's exactly how it was yesterday. It was just pulled from person to person to person, and. I don't. I didn't get much time to even go look at cars uh-huh. between doing that and helping with merch and trying to help out where I could, answering people's questions. I had a few older gentlemen come up to me when I was behind the merch booth and say, "So, what is Radwood?" <laughs> because there's a lot of people that go to that museum every weekend just to regardless go, regardless of what they'll yeah, drive by, see yeah. what's going on, and they'll pull in. And there uh-huh. were a couple of those guys that came in. They're like, "I don't understand what's happening here. Mm. What's happening?" Here? Okay. So I, you know, explained to them that it's. Something that they don't understand because they're too old and they can go home. <laughs> now, I explained them exactly what it was, and they were all like, that's pretty cool. I mean, you get... And they were all surprised that they were, A, anybody there because it's raining because yeah. Lars Anderson cancels events when mm. it rains out because mm. they don't want people driving on their lawn uh, in the rain. Well, we did. And we found out why they don't want people driving on their lawn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Rad was obviously a rain or shine event. So, but yeah, so I had a couple of those people come up and ask those questions, and I was working merch and talking to people. And I mean, the vibe... It seemed every bit as cool as Philly was last year. Yeah. 
It seemed every bit as cool as any of them I've been to. Didn't quite have the LA vibe because it's not LA. Sure. I think But that's LA. It it was it was an interesting venue. Um in that like it was a gorgeous layout and I I but we've never had a show at a castle looking thing <laughs> right. before. Yeah, it'd be great so pictures. It it did. It did. Yeah. It was really cool. How about um, Andrew, what I do you think? think if it had not rained, more people would have been into the outfits. Absolutely. Because mm-hmm. that, that, that's what was missing for me. Totally. But everybody had to wear raincoats and it was cold. So if you didn't have cold weather period gear, mm-hmm. which only a few people had, mm-hmm. then it wouldn't. And but, I, I I, knew that when I was flying in because yeah. we have an award for, for – well, this time it was Radis Halloween costume. Yeah. But usually it's Radis dressed because um, it's October, and so we try to lean into the – but um, – I knew that flying in, it was going to be less than usual. Yeah. Because you know, if the weather's crap, then you're, you're going to wear a jacket. Also, we're real conservative here in Boston, and a lot of people I, just don't want to do that. Sure. Yeah. yeah. La gets more of that like Instagram crowd that uh-huh. will come to the show just to get like cool Instagram photos and like sure. dress up and yeah. like do cosplay. Yeah, yeah. So the last La show when Naomi and I were walking to Starbucks to get coffee, we were playing the game walking down the street, and people are walking like towards us. It was like. Radwood or just L.A.? Yeah. Because like, yeah. that's how people just, just are LA. just in L.A. Yeah, like, just LA. People dress a little more uh, ridiculous on a daily basis. Well, you picked me up so. from the airport, and you were like, oh, you just travel in Radwood gear now. And I was like, yeah. that's just what I wear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've embraced the hipster life. And actually, we had a, a friend of ours who was actually the first guest on our show who was there who um, got way into it. And yeah. He was f- full pit viper glasses. Yeah. He had the pit can viper belt. can belt. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I was, talking, I was talking to him about it, and he was like, honestly, he's like, I pretty much just started dressing this way every day. Yeah. He's like, at first, my wife was like, what are you doing? But now she's like, all right, this is cool. Did you see the... (laughs) Neon's uh, back. Yeah. (laughs) Did you see the guy with the the lowrider in the... um, I did. He was like full uh, acid wash jeans. Yeah, Reebok pumps. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we had a photo of him on our Instagram, and somebody commented, that looks like that guy's everyday fit. Yeah. And he was like, Dude, if I had known there was a costume contest, I would have wore one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought it was funny, too, because somebody else commented on that same thread, and they were like, wow, that guy killed it. Like, he made a real legit-looking 80s outfit without going over the top with the neons yeah, and all that right, stuff. Yeah, right, right, right. And it was like, yeah, that was that's what I remember was guys looking like that. Yeah. Like, I had a pair of Reebok pumps. Yeah, like, totally. Yeah, absolutely did. Not, totally. I didn't have them until they were out of style, and they were in the Clarence Rack of Marshalls, but I had them. <laughs> so... Um... Sort of quick rundown on who won. There was uh, the Pajero Evo towing the Evo 3? Evo 2. It's an Evo 2 with Evo 3 side skirts. Okay. So it confuses a lot of people, but okay. it's an Evo 2. Um, that one, Radisson Show. Yep, he's also a former guest of the show, mm. friend of the show, Alex. The the lowrider uh, Buick Regal won uh, Radisson Domestic. Yep. Which is that the first lowrider to be at a Radwood? It is. Like we've, full hydraulic car? We've had um, uh, mini trucks yep. on, on hydraulics. Okay. But not to that extent. Like a full traditional lowrider yeah, style. Yeah. Uh, we had, at Vegas, we had the truck with the articulating bed, yep. which was bed, pretty yeah. cool. But It's just um, funny you had to come to Boston to get a lowrider. Exactly. There's, yeah. there's, there's a small contingent of like real serious lowriders here, mm. but they're, uh, they're few and far between in comparison to other things. But uh, when he was leaving the show, he was bouncing. Yeah, he was bouncing like, the way in, too. Hell yeah, yeah. that's cool. Uh, and then the raddest import was a gorgeous 
uh, Saab SPG. Basically the poster car. Poster yeah. car for the event. Well, again, I don't know who chose that picture. Probably Lane. Lane he did. does all yep. the art. Yep. But he definitely nailed Boston 80s car, yeah. like, to a T. Could have been that or a Volvo 240. Yeah, or yeah. an 850 yeah. 90s car. But well, you w- figure, you know, college professor, there's a lot of colleges around here. So. Well, yeah, oh, yeah. It, was, it was. it's like the yuppie car of the yeah. 80s. Swedish yeah. cars were a big deal here. Yeah, and yep. we actually, if you go to Swedish car day here at Lars Anderson, Full. It's there's more Saab 900s than you thought they ever sold. Nice. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a cool show. Um, let's see, what else was it? Raddest Wheels went to your dad. It did, yeah, which is not any kind of nepotism. That was just... No, it, they were just... It was Rad own. Wheels. Yeah, so he had a set of Anki 98s. I think they're called 98s. They're mesh Ankies. They look like BBS RSs. Yeah. They're the same style as an RS, um, but they were on his 80 Corvette uh, that he bought them in, like, 1987. He said he yeah. put them on in 88. 88. Was 88. Okay. Yeah. And he, like, he painted the car in 88. And yep. it, it helps that it was on a clean car that had good pinstripes and had, good, you know, good body work. The car was the full 80s. The car yeah. was built in period. Right. Yeah. Right, and he kept it nice all these years. Right, so I'll tell you right, a secret right. about that car. Not a secret, but like he bought that car. It was the two tone blue, the okay. light blue up top, dark blue on the bottom. Uh-huh. He bought the car. It was all the light blue up top. I've mm-hmm. never seen a two tone C three like that. Uh, like they made don't... they made two tones like the uh, pace cars were two tones. Yeah, pace car, but I've never sure. seen a two car blue. So the upper color was the factory color of the car, right? Um, and he thought it was boring, and he also, being a body man, hated the fact that it had the Corvette ripples. Mm-hmm. So he literally stripped that car down to bare fiberglass. And blocked it for like two weeks to flatten it out, yeah. and resprayed it the entire upper color, and stepped back and went, "This needs something else." And he put the dark blue on the bottom with the pinstripe in between. Which, if you open the doors, that dark blue yeah, carries, carries all the way into through. the jams. Right, it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, not to toot my and father's the, horn the here, but the pinstriping carries in. Doesn't yeah, it? the whole yeah. thing carries in. Yeah, yeah. So he bought that car with like six thousand miles on it. Yeah, and he's had it ever since. Yeah, and it has like forty thousand miles on it now. I think. Nice. It still looks, I mean, showroom clean. So yeah, no, it's, it's a really nice it's pretty, car. Pretty cool. Yeah, it's not my favorite car of his, but I do love it. It's a car it's that's so gone from uncool, and to, it's come back up to. Yeah. It was like cool, and then and it was then like ironic, lame, cool, and, now and now it's now cool it's again. Really cool. Yeah. 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 Well, and and but, part but the of wheels it, have been on it since day since almost day one, so exactly. it makes it even ratter. So the story's part of it in that they're you know OG from the period and all mm-hmm. that. The other part of it is they're, they're wheels that you don't normally see on that car. No, that was probably a bold choice at the time. I, it must have been. Yeah. It had to have been. So, especially because C3s are traditionally a 70s car. So, like, yep. to make it 80s, yeah, it, was it needed C3. those wheels. Yep. So, uh, so, totally was, rad, and that was cool. He was actually an Enki dealer at the time. Uh. So, actually, another weird fun fact. The wheels on my 84 Snarian mm-hmm. were bought by the guy who I bought my car from from my dad before I knew any of this story. Nice. I happened to buy the car and he gave me a stack of receipts and there was a receipt and, for the wheels and tires. That was from my dad back in the day. Nice. So And then I think your dad said that car has like the Gymkhana suspension on it too. Yeah, F E something or was it what option code it was. Oh, yeah. So it, so nice. it, the car already sits an inch and a half lower than a standard C three. Oh that so it already helps. looks more aggressive yeah, yeah, and it has yeah. the ridiculously cool wheels on it. Yeah. With the monster truck tires, nice. but that's just that era. That, you need to talk about that now, car more. It's cool. It's really awesome. Well, yeah, I, it's funny we don't talk about my dad's cars hardly ever, or your dad's cars hardly ever, except the Cadillac, which is your grandfather's car. Yeah. But yeah, there's some cars we could do photo shoots of, and yeah, we should make some content for Auto yeah. Topic. Yeah, because 
Not to like teach you guys how to do this, but we have this content sitting in front of us. But these cars have been in our lives for our right, whole life. Right, right. So to us, they're just like they're there. Yeah, they're there. It's just part I mean, of there. Part of life. Yeah. Um. So that was cool. Um. I really liked the show. I mean, despite the weather being nasty, we still had three hundred cars ish, and probably once good. it once it started to. Sh- to dry out a little bit, we had 1,500 people, maybe. Okay. A little lower than we thought, but sure. again, it was raining out. Yeah, it and was... spectators aren't going to come out in the rain. No. Yeah. No. I bet you would have um, doubled that at least if it was... At least, yeah. yeah. I think we would have had 400 cars, maybe mm-hmm. 3,000 people, yeah. Which it, which would have been among our bigger shows. Right. Um, even as it was, like, that matched, or maybe slightly less than um, Detroit. Oh, good. So, because I know Detroit was like, you guys are so super stoked on Detroit. Yeah, so. yeah, it was definitely a success. It was definitely Good. a success, and it's well, an, it's certainly enough that we'll be back. Next well, I year. do know one of the guys that was there went to the Detroit show and liked it so much he drove from Detroit to Rat to Boston. Oh wow! Oh, that's cool. So yeah, the um, blue R thirty two with the ski yeah, rack the on the back. Blue. Oh, cool! Yeah. So that yeah. car that car was one of the many R thirty twos that were at. Yeah, nice. So he drove from Detroit to Boston for the show. Um, so. the there was he's a... also from here originally, but. I didn't. I didn't even get to like talk to him barely. But there's a guy that um, I think it was his fourth Radwood uh, has the right hand drive Volvo yep. Yep. wagon. Yeah, he was in Atlanta. Joe something. I yeah. yeah, Atlanta, Philadelphia, Philadelphia, Boston, Detroit, and Detroit. Okay, so four. Yeah. Yep. So when he was buying his tickets, he bought the Detroit ticket first, and I was like, I bet he's gonna buy a, uh, the Boston ticket next. Yep. And then like two minutes. Well, later... Well, he lives like halfway in between. Right. So <laughs> two minutes later, the order came in, and I oh, sent him a text message. And I was like. I saw that coming in. I knew you were going to do both. <laughs> Thank you. He's yeah. like, that's really cool. That's so. awesome. Anyway. Yeah, there was another guy. Um, his name's Steven uh, Randanovich, I think is his last name. Who Radovanovich. Radovanovich. Yeah. He literally left. Super nice guy. Yeah. Lives in New Jersey. So he's been to Philadelphia. Uh, I think just Philadelphia and Boston. Probably. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, he drove. He left New Jersey at 145 in the morning in a Renault Encore. Mm-hmm. A Renault Encore. Yeah. And drove to the show. Yeah. In the pouring rain the whole entire way. Correct. Spent the whole day at the show in a three-piece suit. Yes. Got back in his car. And, and drove, drove home. Five and a half hours back to New Jersey. Yeah. Like, trooper. Dude's, dude rules. Yeah, trooper. He's, he's really cool. The traveling component is the part that boggles my mind about it the most. Like, well, we're going to shame some people right now. Because we had some people that are local. That didn't show up. They were like, it's raining. I'm not driving my car. (laughs) Yeah. And they were like, just not showing up. I mean, I guess that's the point that the the 80s and 90s cars still keep up with modern traffic just fine. Yeah. Well, and and that's kind of the whole thing with with Radwood is like, we, we bought into these cars when we were young because one, they were new enough that you could keep up with traffic you had reliable air conditioning usually yeah you had um reasonably reliable engines and and fuel injection and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. like it started every time you didn't have to tinker with carburetors and all that uh started most, most times yeah for some reason i'm into mitsubishi yeah a lot of well, my 80 stuff is still carbureted you know <laughs> um but anyway so so this is kind of the reason that we fell in love with these cars because they were they were inexpensive at a time when we started to drive them. Yep. And they were sort of reliable or reliable enough. And they were uh, ba- they were advanced enough that they got decent mileage and were able to keep up with traffic. And then were simple enough you could still work on them. 
So like anything from the 2000s, it's like eh, it's starting to get a little bit tricky to work on it yourself. Some people still do it, and more power to them. Yeah. But you know, Andrew like has my a project car update later on that'll be including that. <laughs> um. But like most of my cars are from the the eighties and nineties, yeah, and I, and I, I work think, on everything. Myself, I think the key so. element to that whole thing is why I get into it was they were more affordable. Sure, I mean, absolutely. There were, there were cars we it's knew. What we could afford. There were cars we knew, and it's what we could afford. That's, yep. I think that's yep. the main, the main crux of everything involved in this. But the reason we fell in love with them was because they were still analog enough that you could have fun driving them. Yeah. That yep. and people are emotional and things that you remember when you're young. Sure, you yeah. Nostalgia like, is a nostalgia is the main driver of this whole thing. It's the mm-hmm. reason that '57 Chevy sell for seventy grand. Yeah, like it's all nostalgia. Mm-hmm. It's not anything beyond that. Yep. I mean, if you start digging into it too much, it's yeah. We can make excuses. We can make stories. Sure. But if all we really wanted was air conditioning and reliability, we'd all be driving Corollas. Sure. So yeah, it's it's mostly it's it's, it's emotion and nostalgia that brings. And us I to I this. do have a story about that as well because uh, I just got a bill for my engine rebuild on the 912e. Yeah. So we'll we'll, def- <laughs> we'll definitely get into project car updates pretty soon. But uh, parting out in Radwood, Andrew, do you have any other thoughts about the Boston show that you uh, anything good about the show that you liked more than other shows, or I think we should improve next year? Hint, hint, nudge, nudge to the guy who can do it in the room here. Um. No, no, it was pretty good. Um, weather, yeah, weather. Yeah, I mean, we can't do. <laughs> okay, don't hold it in Boston. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we tried, we tried. If it had been on Sunday, it would have been yeah. glorious. Um, Today's weather at the Volkswagen Show was killer. Yeah, it was perfect. It was perfect fall day today. Yeah, yeah, seventy degrees, just gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. I think my only complaint would be um, maybe I don't want to call them out too much either, but maybe like. Brief the DJ a little more of what's going yeah. on. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That was yeah. the only thing I was thinking of. Yeah. He had a couple of uh, replays that he played the same song a few times during the day. I didn't and notice then... that. I noticed more like there were a couple of modern Old songs. Town Road. Yeah. He yeah Eminem. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't even like early, like question. He played one like questionably like Rad Era Eminem. Yeah. I don't know when Eminem's first album came out. Was it 99 or was it 2000? No, it was into the 2000s. Yeah. Okay. It's but he played one Eminem song that was like one of his real aggressive, like slash heavy metal, like Eminem new songs. And I was mm-hmm. like, this isn't even like on the cusp. This is yeah. just like, yeah, yeah. This is awful aggressive for a family show. <laughs> so let's, uh, <laughs> Let's take it back a notch, and then yeah. And there's a bunch that there's a bunch of like really cool '80s bands and '90s bands that came out of Boston that mm. we could have played. Yeah, but I think sure. I think a more informed DJ. I know, like that also doesn't play like sound effects would be awesome. Like I kind of <laughs> like the sound effects. Yeah. I'm yeah. with it, but like the car. I know the cars started in the '70s, but the cars had a lot of songs that were really popular in the '80s. Yeah, and they from did. Boston. Sure, they yeah. very much did. Yeah. So and the band Boston and the band started Boston. in the '70s, yeah. but had a lot of '80s hits. Yeah, or the Pixies so. or anything like that. I mean, it's stuff. It's still kind of upbeat, dancey stuff. But yeah. that's just me. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. I mean, I've always had this. The problem with DJs is a lot of DJs play hip hop. Exactly. Because. And that's not a you knock against hip hop, yeah. but that's like what people request for. Oh, because people want to dance. Exactly. And for a Radwood, I envision songs that you won't necessarily dance to, but that you'll sing along to. Yeah. Okay. You're setting the atmosphere. A lot of like mm-hmm. pop music, you, you know, your Madonnas and. Yeah. Well, again, I think a lot of the atmosphere was kind of. For lack of a better word, drowned out at this event. Yeah, because of the rain. Yeah, it was, yeah. and and that is, I mean, we're trying to focus on that a little more at each show. Um, is is making it a more atmosphere centric show rather yeah. than just cars. I did like exactly. that. Exactly, multiple vans had CRT TVs in them and video oh, games in the back. Oh, that's fantastic! So, or at least two of them. I yeah. didn't even see that. I like to tell awesome. people it's a an eighties and nineties party 
with cars. With cars. Yeah. yeah. And that's the vibe that we're going for, yeah. but occasionally the show ends up being more about cars than it is about the But yeah, ultimately that's what it's going to be because that's all the people that are involved from the outside uh, you know, from the outskirts like us who would go to a lot of shows and help out and volunteer mm-hmm. to you guys who actually put the show on. Like we are all car people. Sure. So yes. at the end of the day, I wouldn't be going to an '80s party. No, like I'd be going to a car yes. show. I know and the '80s album make it cooler. The old radio 80s station, and 90s, excuse me, FNX around here used to do for Halloween. They do like an '80s '90s prom. Like if yeah. you did, sure. if you did that for a theme for yes. one of the shows, like yes. hey, everybody show up in your old prom gear. Yeah, and we'll have like a we'll crown like a prom king and queen. Like yeah. that'd be super fun, right? Yeah, we've thought about stuff like that. I, a good idea for next time. I definitely want to add like more extreme sports stuff. Yeah, like maybe have a half pipe. Or yeah, something skate, like that. skateboarding and BMX and all that stuff. It's, Inline skates. Yeah, we haven't any inline skates yet at all. No. Have we? Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, and I I definitely want to have. I mean, at LA. Uh, it's not really a scoop, but we're going to try to have a um, period correct live music. Okay. Uh, not necessarily a cover band, but... Um, an actual band from the An era? actual band. See, that's a lot easier probably in L.A. because they're in L.A. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it's a modern band, but the music they play... Oh, Sounds interesting. ...of the era. We'll so, have to ask off air what's going on because yeah, I yeah. won't give that scoop away. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> so as not to get too deep into Radwood... Yes. Some other stuff. Again, yeah. it was two days since uh, Radwood Boston, which is an important event in our well, lives. It's the I, reason I'm here. It's the reason Brad's here. I have a pedantic, you just live here. I have a pedantic correction that has to do with Radwood. Okay, oh, good. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because I posted a picture to my Instagram of what I thought was a first-gen <laughs> uh, oh, no, Ford you, Taurus. You were wrong. I got lit up. Yep. Like, <laughs> Was it the show? Yeah. Ooh, oh, yeah. That's ooh, a second gen. Also, also part of the post. Yes. yes. Ooh, S-H-O. Yeah. It's an S-H-O. Uh, see, here's the reason we don't like that. So, in the era of the S-H-O, first gen and second gen. Super high output. Super high output show, as you call it. Yeah. There was always a debate. What is it? Do you want to skip ahead of that? We might as well now. We can go right to it. Yeah. You want to say it then? Uh, Yeah. I mean, do does it like... Is it uh, Talon Tisa? Like what? Well, according to Warren, it's Dem- I'm Tisa's yeah, 350. Tisa's so. 350. But no. do I have a Subaru Rex? I've heard people <laughs> say that before, but probably not. But it, it's like it's like most I, people say Jixer. Like, yeah, oh sure. God, it's not. Yeah. Stop. Yeah, yeah. Do, is it Eclipse Jixer or an Eclipse GSX? Yeah, Jixx. 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 So it depends on the letters, obviously. Do you have a GTO or a Gito? A Gito. <laughs> what? What? I mean, you have a tiger or whatever they called them. There was, t- it was a tiger. What was that? What did they do with it? They had a tiger tail at the back of it. Yeah. I was going to say put a tiger in it. Put tank, a tiger in that, that, that was Exxon. That was Exxon. From... That was Exxon. Yeah. 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 But anyways, I, I remember in era, an SHO in this area here in particular, it was a white second gen SHO. It's a Showtime on it. It had a huge lightning bolt graphic on the back window that was just all over the place. It was like one of those like wolf T-shirts with uh-huh. lightning bolts, yeah, yeah. but it was all white lightning bolts in the back window, and it said "It's Showtime" in nice. huge letters. And ever since that car in particular, I can't say the word "show" because it just my, I get such like douche chills from that there's, car for the rest of my life. There's one in Reno. You know how when you have a commute and there's somebody else that has the, the same, same commute? Yeah. So there was an SHO that had the license plate "I'll show you." Okay. And he traded it in. In 2019, that's kind of a creepy statement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he traded it in on a new SHO okay. and kept the same license plate. Okay. So he was clearly an enthusiast. But anyway, okay. I, I don't know. I think it's just a shortening thing. Like, I always call it a show. Because, like, the Shogun, 
that's different. It, it's a that's full a word. word. I suppose. But I like it, that word. I don't yeah. like show. All right. It's an SHO. I really thought Whatever. it was like the 80s one and then the bubble one was like two generations. No, and, and I, I told you the other day. I got school. Other, other than like a the thin, f- thin headlights and thin taillights, the biggest difference, how you know it's a whole new car and a different unibody structure, is look at the rear glass to quarter window. And that quarter window, that quarter panel, the C pillar, is very different on both cars. In my defense, when somebody posted a picture of the first gen and the second gen, I was like, yeah, that looks like a facelifted car. Like, it literally looks... It, it, it kind of does. Bit, like, yeah. it looks like they got rid of some chrome trim, and it looks like they changed a few yeah. things around. But, but yeah, it is I understand, like, car. if you had a really good selling car, because that car sold really, really exactly. well, exactly. you wouldn't change the styling that much, yep. which is, like, what they did with new Crosstrek's, like, an 18 to a 19 Crosstrek is a different platform, but it looks but identical. It looks almost identical because mm-hmm. they sold so well. Well, Ford <laughs> Ford did that. Ford screwed up a little later on when they made the new Taurus. Yeah, because, the bubble one. Well, no, the new Taurus. Oh, because they called they they, they made it the bubble the one and people bought it. Or... But they came out the Ford 500. They're like the Taurus is dead, guys. We're selling you a 500. And We're bringing back the 500. And name general public was 50s. like. Uh, what does that even mean? I don't want to buy a Ford 500, and they sat on dealer lots all year round. And then they so the next the year, Taurus. the car came out, and they called it a Ford Taurus, and they literally didn't change much else. And people were like, holy crap, the Taurus is back. Yeah. Put my down payment on that. Yeah. <laughs> Better go get one. Consumers are dumb. Right. And then, so then they took the Ford Freestyle, and they were like, nobody's buying this car. We're going to call it the Taurus X. Yep. And they sold the rest of their cars, no problem Weird. at all. Yep. Yeah. So that's, that's exactly why people, consumerism is... A disease. Yep. <laughs> and most people are afflicted with it. Um, so, including us. Anyway, so what was your so your correction was that it wasn't a second gen? He called it a second gen. I call it a first gen. It's a second, second gen. gen. Okay. All right. And uh, I mean, it's That was like, the one with the bike on the roof? Yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, it literally has like the most comments I've ever gotten on Instagram <laughs> posts. <laughs> and not, nothing, nothing brings out how many followers you have until you get something wrong. Yeah. Well, all I also right. tagged it, so like all these random people keep posting that. That's the second gen. It's like yes, oh, like, you can see the thread. Yeah. <laughs> like I acknowledge all the Taurus people came out of the woodwork. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah, just commenting, sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. not going to change it. <laughs> no, at this point, it's it's almost dumb I was, to change. I it. was today years old, or yesterday years old <laughs> when I learned. I think we knew. I think, honestly, I think you probably knew that. I didn't. No, you, I, prob- no, you probably no. did. No, I didn't. In 1997, nope. you were probably aware of that. No, nope. but it was such an insignificant fact that it just pfft, out of your mind, and you didn't even think about it. Ever and car again. people are so exact. But honestly, wasn't it more fun to argue about that than politics? Right? Yeah, <laughs> it was. And I guess you could say it's the first gen SHO. No, there was a jet SHO in the first. There was an early one. Yeah. There was 100. The vented I thought grill. It was, I thought it was the V6 and then the V8. Absolutely not. The v- no. So the V6 was in the first and second gen. Okay. The SHO cars, they had a vented grill panel on the front that had uh-huh. these angle slash oh cuts boy. in it, like okay. an Escort GT. Uh, this is so deep. All right. It was re- really deep, but it was a really neat car. And first gen SHOs are like, they are the SHO. So the the third gen Taurus SHO was the Yamaha the V8. V8 one. Yeah. And that was automatic only. Bubble car, yeah. Yeah, bubbly car. It was cool because it was a V8, but it was lame yeah. because everything else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That was the car. Right. So most of those aren't in the road anymore either because of issues with the butterfly valves and the throttle bars. All right, so moving on with the show. So, sorry. <laughs> Ouch, I just got that. That's yeah. not good. Yeah, it was good. I prefer good. the Contour anyway. Mm. Give me a nice Contour S- SVT would nice be SVT sweet. The Svit? The Svit. Yes, the con- Contour Svit. Contour Svit. 
It's like a driver's SHO. Mm. I like it's those a, guys. Like a European. Yeah, it was a Mondeo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also also a car that is not on the road anymore because of weird little engine pieces that break, and Ford stopped making them in like 1999. So. Wasn't it just like a Duratec V6 with like it had different intake? Yeah, uh, and it had the same problem that the V8 uh, SHO said. It had a mm. weird butterfly valve, like variable that runners. Dies. Yeah, and it just dies, and you can't fix it. You can't replace it. You'd rebuild it, and nobody wants to rebuild it because it's a Ford Contour. Mm. So they just get sent to the junkyard, unfortunately. Mm. If I found a decent one, I'd, I would definitely buy it. Of course cool car. Uh, all right. You get some project car updates? Do I have any project car updates? You, oh, yeah, anything? you do, actually. You finished the car. Uh, we didn't talk about... We talked about you starting to finish it. I think last time we talked about the car, the car was... You still, went and got the paint. I got the paint. We talked about the paint issue. I, I was there when he revealed it, and I don't think he's happy with it. No? No, he witnessed the reveal. <laughs> it wasn't good. Um, he's like, eh, it's good enough for the show, I guess. I was like, it's good enough for now. Yeah. It's not gray. No, like it's it was not before. gray. It's not orange. Or peeling. Um, but the problem is, is that for the past 20 years of my life, I've been an insurance appraiser slash body shop, like QC guy. Yeah. So when I have something that's done, it needs to be like done, like perfect, like exactly the right color. And I knew going into it, I wasn't going to get an exact match because I literally went to a paint store and was like, here's the code, make me a can. Um, but I just think I can't live with that. So, okay. It was good. So what I got lots of compliments on the car, and everybody was like, "Yeah, this is the one you just finished restoring." And I was like, "Well, I mean, I painted a door. Let's not give me too much credit here. <laughs> like, never finished." Yeah. So, so what's the answer there? You have to find another door, or you have to find well, the answer. Paint the whole car. The answer is I'm going to paint the whole car. Oh, yeah, Christ! But it's All cheaper right. in Phoenix, though, right? It is cheaper to get painted in Phoenix. Yeah. You know what's even cheaper? Not painting the whole car. No, going a little further south of the border. Oh. Fun, Everything's fun, cheaper there. Fun story. I do have an interior guy now south of the border um, who I've met through a friend of a friend. Yeah. Um, but you get that tuck and roll interior in it? Yes, the tuck and roll. And they got filled with uh, horse that, manure? What was that movie? It's some movie about them. They were driving like an old Ford. But they're the like, border. the whole point is like. It's like a teenage sex romp movie. Yeah. They're like trying to get to Tijuana, but they also want to get the tuck and roll. And they want to buy Spanish Fly. That's one of yeah. the plot points I and remember like, too. I can't remember the name of the movie, they used to play on Comedy Central all the time, but like the they were worried that like the car was gonna come back with horse manure stuffed in the seats or something. Hmm. Tuck and roll. It was a typical like nineties racist Mexican yeah, movie. Yeah, it was really weird. But I think they were all you're just describing nineties movies. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, know, probably. It was an edgy teen comedy. Um Oh no, it's from the eighties. It's called Losing It. Okay. Yeah, 1983. That was even earlier than I thought. I've never heard of this movie. Yeah, it was it was on Comedy Central like all in the repeat, time. Yeah, oh. like afternoon movie. Interesting. It was like get home from school and like turn on Comedy Central and this is the movie. It was either on. that or like a Monty Python movie they used to play. Mm. I never had cable, so I don't know. Never had that. Until Unfortun- unfortunately, I did. Mm. Um, what about okay? Yeah, it was so a 57 Chevy they were driving. Yeah. Red 57 Chevy convertible. So yeah. tell us about the Subaru. Uh, the the well, anyway, the car's painted. Let me finish my story. Oh, yeah. Your your story's listen, over. Listen, guest. It made it to the show. <laughs> listen, guest. <laughs> He's moving us along here. Yeah. So it was 10.30 at night, the night before the show. Yeah. And I finally got the car together. I want to get to dinner I here did all minute, the... So. Well, we still got 15 minutes before it's even ready, so... <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I did all of the moldings and all of the stuff and got the car back together and cleaned it up enough to bring it to the show. And uh, I feel like if it was raining, I might have, if it wasn't raining, I might have been more embarrassed at how it came out. But it was pouring rain. Uh, so everybody was like, it's rain, beautiful. Look rain at the hides all flaws. It does, yeah. It's pretty good. I don't think anybody noticed. Because like, even, I don't want to call anybody out, but even that SPG had a few little scratches and scrapes. And I think it would have looked worse if it was yeah. dry. So, uh, fun fact, do you know who was the main character in Losing It? No. Tom Cruise. Really? Yeah. Huh. Anyway. In 83? Yeah. It's been a while wow. since I've seen that movie. All and right. he probably looked exactly the same as he does today. I mean, yeah, he's had a lot 100%. of work. Yeah, yeah. No, he's not anywhere. No, he's, it's he's all religion, my friend. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. Pray the wrinkles away. That's right. All right, now we can move on, Brad. <laughs> to Thanks. Andrew. Thanks, I Brad. I don't think I've uh, yeah handed off to Brad. Brad and Brad. <laughs> we need like a sound effect. There uh, it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Bradley knocking over dishes. a radiator. Uh, the broken radiator. Um, I don't even know why I have that. Don't have the heart to throw it away. The um, I haven't. You can actually, get a radiator. Got to fix that. It's aluminum. I'm gonna have it like TIG welded or something. Yeah, it's easy. <laughs> so easy. Mm. <laughs> just get some bars leaks. It'll be yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah, I'll just get the car Brand hot. Radiator. <laughs> get the car hot and dump an egg in there. Yeah, <laughs> like a Model T. Fixed. Honestly, Perfect. I have a 944 turbo that needs a radiator. I'll just fix it and put it in there. Yeah. It doesn't even sure. Fit, Take it home. Fuck. You, pr- you probably have a bunch of radiator shops out where you live. We don't. Ha- we have one. And they yeah. do questionable work. Yeah, that's true. We have tons of them in Phoenix. Like there's a reason why um, we have a bunch of Volkswagen shops in Reno. Yeah. Because there's mountains right there. Yeah. And they they get to the top of the mountain. Coast down. And they coast down. And they're like, ah, my shit's broken. My father, growing up, he used to always call cars like that Rolls Canardlies. <laughs> Rolls down one hill, can hardly make it up the next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. So, anyway. so I haven't touched the, I don't think I've touched the WRX since... Last time we talked about the podcast. Did you take it apart before you came to Phoenix? Uh, yeah, I gotta work on it. Um, tomorrow some more. I gotta get the the thing off of it. It's um the intake off. Yep. And then I'll keep working on it because it's so rusty. Right. Rusty Rex. Something that Brad and I don't know anything about anymore because. <laughs> yeah, what's rust? We moved away from the rust. Why even bother living in a place where there's rust? I, I moved. don't. I you don't moved. Know. Andrew, you're next. <laughs> I didn't bring a single car with me that was rusty, so. I just got triggered. Yeah. <laughs> How did you let go? Uh, I had a 944 that I still dearly miss, and I replaced it with one that wasn't rusty. Hmm. Yeah. Like, you should replace that Raider with a not rusty Raider. Because they're everywhere there. Andrew, stop. No, stop making sense. No, you never make sense. Also, um... I'm I'm pretty good at letting go of stuff, which I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. Just sell everything because like it, it. it doesn't matter. So what's the secret to letting things go? We've asked this question <sighs> of our fans before. Listeners, we want to call them. So, uh, none of our fans, they all hate listen. But because um, I have that, I have a problem. I know. I've noticed. Yeah. I've, I've now seen your collection. You're like, this is all garbage. Uh, no. 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 But it's been sitting for a long time. Yes. Yeah. It wasn't garbage. <laughs> <laughs> no, so when they were new. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna <laughs> rag on you too hard. Because I get it. I mean I had I had ten cars. I'm mm-hmm. down to seven, mm-hmm. which is a big improvement, mm-hmm. but I still have more to go. Um so if anybody wants a nine forty four or nine forty four turbo 
or an S6. I thought the 944 Turbo was... Oh, we'll get to that later. <laughs> it was gone yeah. for about four days. Then it came back. So it got the back. hill we were just talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it rolled back yeah. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The cat came back the very next day. That's right. Um, it easily could... Honestly, it could have made it to LA. But... So now that you've seen my whole collection, yes. what do you want to trade for it? <laughs> On... Half kidding. Honestly, I, I, I would take the NSU. Um... That or could, that could be arranged, or the Camaro. That would not be arranged. No, that would take multiple vehicles. And I, I would never blame you for keeping the Camaro because, like, I. So there, are, I will say I do have forever cars. Okay. Like the nine twelve, I can't get rid of. Right. One because I'm, it'd be fiscally irresponsible to sell it for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how that would be. As much as I've put into it, fiscally responsible. No. I've I've spent more on it than it's worth. Oh, you just have to keep it a little longer. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> no, because it's got rust and it's got. I mean, it's it's not. So the bubble has burst. Not yeah, going yeah, they're not yeah. going up anymore. You should, wait, um, you should wait for inflation to catch up. Then you'll be good. Right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I also like have a bond with that car. Yep. So, and I understand that it's like my Camaro and my Colt. Um, 74, 78 gold. But with any of the other stuff that I've bought, I don't really have that relationship because I don't have the time to drive them as much as I want to. Okay. So, like, the Rad 44, it's a great car, but every time I think about selling it, I'm like, yeah, I should sell this. And then I go drive it, and I'm like, damn, this drives really well. I, I need to keep it. Yeah, and it's also, like, the image of Rad Of Rad, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then the turbo is kind of the same problem because it drives awesome. Right. But I desperately need to get rid of it. Right. And the Audi S6 that I lifted and put on big mud tires, it's not particularly good off-road mm-hmm. because the suspension is too stiff mm-hmm. and it's basically like maxed out. So, um... It's just not. It doesn't articulate well. Worst car salesman ever. You got this car. It sucks off road. Sucks on road. Buy it now. <laughs> yeah, I ruined it. So, yeah. do you want to buy it? Well, I still have all the parts to put it back to stock. Okay. So it would ride fine. Um, and I've thought about that. Like I have good wheels for it that I could put on it with mm-hmm. some sticky tires and just slam it on the ground and put some fender flares on it. It would be really dope. Some uh, scene killer buy it from you. Yeah. Yeah. But. Um, it just looks so boss with the off-road tires and stuff, but it drives kind of bad. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. There's part of me that's like, well, I kind of want to keep that because, it's again, it's a car that... It's weird because S6s, the early S6s, they drive really well. Sounds like I asked you a question to help me. No, I know. And you're just going to the wrong path. Yeah, I know. You're like... Because I'm like, yeah, Saab 9000s, they yeah. drive really well. It drives really well. I, but I should keep it. It but... should keep it. So it I works just... perfectly. Why would I sell it? So I just kind of had to come to a point where I was like, I have to get rid of everything. Like, even though I desperately want to keep everything. Yeah, I have to, too, but I'm not. But you should. Pro- here's, here's my problem. I'm nodding. Want- <laughs> Andrew's nodding. Do you want to know my honest my honest problem? Mm. I'm like the abusive boyfriend. Okay. Where, like, I don't treat the car very well because it's in the driveway. Sure. But I'm like, if I can't have you, nobody, nobody can have you. <laughs> that's that's kind of like Jesus. It's that's so dark. <laughs> I don't have that problem, so it's I don't very, really. It's, it's very dark, and it's not how I am in real life about other things. But my cars, like, because in my brain, I'm like, if I sell this '74 Colt, what's going to happen to it? Somebody's going to buy it. 
They gotta park it in the garage. You have to not care. They gotta forget about it. You just they gotta put it outside. It's gonna get further than ruined. That's gonna wind up in a junkyard. That's the hoarder mentality. Yeah, you have to not care. It's not your problem at that point. Someone gives you cash for the car. It's no longer your car. I want to save everything. I know you do, but you don't have to. Don't shoulder that burden. It's Talk shouldered. to a therapist. It's shouldered. <laughs> um, this episode just got real deep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've Sorry. been telling you this for 165 episodes, <laughs> and I haven't listened once. Anything I'm listening tonight? Yeah. Nope. Anyway, so I have it's this Toyota pickup truck that you need to come pick up. Right, exactly. <laughs> I don't need that truck. No, you don't. I have enough garbage. You really Why don't. Why do I need more garbage? I don't need it either, but I also like it. So. But it's a cool truck. But I have the and same. It needs to be saved. I have the same problem. Right. I I saved it because it was it going to the to junkyard. Be saved. Yeah. And it deserved to be saved. But I've realized that I no longer have the time to get it to the point where I want to get See, it. Yeah, I will have the time. That's the problem. Well, once you have, that's fine. Once you have the time to work on these things, once you have the space to work on it, it's fine. Well, there you go. Okay, that's why I think yeah, about all of them. So you, you just sold me like, hey, no. once you have the time, it's fine. So I'm like, I have time for all twelve no. of them. No, you got to pare it down because there's like certain <laughs> ones that you got to get rid of. That you're just not gonna get to. There's not worth shipping across the country to well, your. And new, I agree, and that's why I got rid of my first yeah. 944 because it yeah. was a 1500 dollar car and it was two thousand dollars to ship it, and I was like, well, that's not worth it. So I gave it to a friend, and I was out fifteen hundred instead of thirty five hundred. Well, I tried to give all my cars to Andrew, but he doesn't want any of them. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> I take the white Starion. I'd I'd mess with that because it's weird. Well, it's not weird. It's just like, it's got a cool story. You want the purple one? I think no, the, I don't want the purple one. You have the purple one. I don't want the purple I one. I think the maroon one is better. No. Because it's I, almost complete. I don't want to do another engine in a car. Oh, I'm yeah. not into right. it. That's fair. Right now? Yeah, yeah. I got to do an engine in the Montero because it ticks like crazy. And mm. I, that's going to be like the next engine project. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Anyway. Just drive it till it's dead. Hey, I, I have been driving it. It. I was told two years ago, like, the guy I bought it from, he's like, I don't know how long it lasts. I was like, I don't know either. You just keep driving it, and it doesn't seem to care. So I keep changing the oil in it. And there's no metal in the oil either. There's no so metal in the oil, so is. I don't know what the ticking is. It just bogs me, so I'm, I'm only going to throw an engine in it because it bothers me. Mm. But that, but otherwise, I'm just going to keep driving it the way it is until I swap it. So you Project, wanna, project or updates? You want to get even deeper? Even sure. darker? I don't know. Uh, Maybe. So I almost died. Okay. Like, like yeah. So let's, two let's get into ago. your story. You wrote a story about this for Jalopnik, actually. I did. If yeah. you want to get the the real yeah, nitty gritty details, yeah, uh, go read it on Jalopnik. Yeah. But, right. Um. So I was flying to Radwood, UK, mm-hmm. and I had a seizure, and I vomited. And I ended up in the hospital, and it ended up being three massive uh, peptic ulcers, which is not good. Not great. Yeah. I was digesting my own blood. I vomited a bunch of blood. It was pretty bad. That's bad. Um, that sounds like a really great flight. <laughs> yeah. If if I had done if it had happened when I was home alone, I probably wouldn't be here. That would be sad. Yeah, more than likely. Or if it had happened when we were over the Atlantic, I probably wouldn't be here. Okay. So you were close enough that it's an agent, basically. Well, it didn't get bad. Until I was already at the hospital. Okay. So I vomited on the plane, but they were like, eh, you look fine. We'll give you some oxygen and you'll be okay. And then I got to the hospital. That's like standard plane fix. Like, yeah, yeah. We're all crashing in the ocean and we're going to die. Eh, some oxygen. We're going to be all right. <laughs> the masks will come down. Yeah. You'll be okay. Everything will be fine. Yeah. Um, so I had a I had a nasty experience. And like I was in the hospital for six days. Right, in England. In England. 
with no family around. None. Yeah. Just um, a couple friends that came by. <laughs> they came by for half an hour. Yep. Which is what I can expect. Totally. Yep. Yeah. They had a show to run. I'm not saying they should have been yep. there like by my bedside, but yep. I saw people that I knew for half an hour out yep. of six days. Right. That's not. That's crazy. Yeah. And uh, no television. And um, my phone, I can only charge it once I was able to get out of bed. So like, they for, wouldn't plug it in for you. No, because <laughs> I didn't have I didn't have a, a plug. Okay. So I had to plug in my laptop and then charge my phone from my laptop. Okay. So I had to like dig my laptop out of my bag and plug that in. Anyway, so it's not gone well for you, has it? Are you bored, sir? Yeah. So uh, I spent a lot of time sleeping because I I was like half out of blood. Literally, you run an engine half out of oil and it'll complain. I ran half out of blood. But you got better. I got better. I'm like fine a, now. Yeah. Like, my, like my colt. I, I, got I got better. I got better. She turned me into a newt. Um, not, not dead yet. So, anyhow. Yeah. Almost died. Uh, made it back. And uh, my wife and I started talking. And we're like, well, it's a, it's a lot of stress. And a lot. Of, we need to just, like, de-stress. How mm-hmm. do we do that? Probably should get rid of some project cars. Okay. So don't don't die, Brad. Get rid of some project cars. That's my advice. To I don't you. think the project cars killed you. I, I mean, think, nothing killed you, but I don't think the project cars almost killed you. I think it was stress. I think a lot of it was just like weighing on me, and mm-hmm. it was it was yeah, it was it was rough. So see, but anyway, so mine is the my advice is always the uh, the one at a time method. Sure, you have to pick one. Yeah, and work on it. Yes, don't think about how many you have. Right, because even even this works when you're working for a job. Like if you've got a bunch of stuff to do for work, you're Focus like, crap, on one, I have all these things task. to do and you freak out. And you're like, yeah. oh, wait, wait, wait. If I just do, I can only get to so many at once. So I just do one at a time it's kind of and the I'll same get thing. through them all. <laughs> it's kind of the same advice for like credit card debt. Yeah. If you have seven credit cards to pay off, you pay off one of them at a time. Yeah. So and that's all you think about. Yeah. Same thing. Um, anyway. So we decided, you know, I have 10 cars. I need to get rid of, I need to get down to two. Well, three, because Amanda's car needs to be around. So I'm looking scared right now. I know, right? It's like two cars is not enough cars. <laughs> it it's is plenty, for me. Plenty of cars. It is. Says the me. guy with four. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have two dailies. I have to mm-hmm. rotate two old dailies. Right. I'll so Amanda has the Buick Tourx. Yeah, it's a new car. Well, new now now it's got twenty thousand miles. Still on Still a new car. But yeah, it's a year old. Yeah. We bought it one year ago. We've already put twenty. It's grand a European on. GM car. You don't have anything to worry about. It, totally. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> Turbocharged. It's got yeah, a Saab motor. It's fine. It's fine. It's totally fine. Uh, They're warranty, so yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's zero percent financing, so like what? Free money. Just, yeah, free money. Free car. Yep. Basically. <laughs> Basically free car. Um, and then I'm gonna keep the 912e. I already discussed that. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna keep the Boxster. Okay. So the 912e is mostly done. Okay. I don't. I don't want to do anything to it. I don't want to make it better. I don't want to make it worse. I just want to make it work. Make it work. Yep. Enjoy it as it is. Yes. And well, just that's, maintain it. That's the best kind of car. A yes. car that is like a little rough around the edges, mechanically sound, and you can just enjoy. Yes. And that's how I've been living with that car for the last three years. Except the mechanically sound part. Well, it was mechanically sound. Okay. <laughs> until it wasn't. Right. So. I'll kind of get into that a little bit. Um, well, we have we have a phrase around here that Andrew talks about me all the time is an acceptable level of disrepair. 
Sure. Yeah. Yes, it was that. It was very much that. And Andrew says that my acceptable level of disrepair is much higher than his. His tolerance <laughs> level is so <laughs> <Yeah>. high. <laughs> my tolerance level is pretty high. Like this guy has three wheels. Just lean out the window. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. Balance yeah. it out. Yeah. As long as, you know, it's got a brake rotor. That'll roll. One brake rotor is all it's you fine. need. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the 912E, I've had it for three years. Uh, it's got a little bit of cowl rust that, like, if I dug into it, I would need, like, a new roof. Mm-hmm. It would need, you know, a $30,000 restoration. It's mm-hmm. not worth that. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of deal with mm-hmm. it. Um, it. It had one, at one point it had been rear-ended and the, the quarter panel fits not perfect. So like the door doesn't close right. and But it closes. It's just kind of like the, the shut line is wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, Rough around the edges. Yeah. Totally fine. So like if I, if I wanted to fix it, it would be really expensive. So I just kind of mechanically fixed it. So I did... Uh, fresh brake calipers. I had them, sent them out. I got them mm-hmm. rebuilt, put them back on. They're gorgeous. Um, and then I've I've done a few other things around there. Still need to get an exhaust built because uh, 912Es, they only made 2,000 of them. And the heat exchangers just don't exist. Mm-hmm. And mine were rotten. So I had to throw them away. And people are like, oh my God, why are you throwing those away? And I was like, because they're rotten. And they're like, yeah, but they're worth like, a thousand dollars. I'm like, not with holes in them. Yeah, buy them, please. <laughs> buy them, please. Yeah. they're in my garbage. Yeah, get them out. <laughs> I literally like to to break my mind of keeping them. I sawzalled them in half, so that I wouldn't have an incentive to try to so fix you're them. Saying I should sawzall my cars in half. Yes. All right. Yes. <laughs> so uh, I threw them in trash. Um, so I need to build an exhaust system with an exhaust shop and like get. It, it doesn't need heat. I live in the desert. It's fine. Yep. Um, but I just need something that's not quite so loud and something that, that doesn't leak and is functional. Right. So, um, I've been driving it. I've put probably 25,000 miles on it in three years. It's a great car. I love driving it. It's comfortable. It's functional. It handles really well. It's fun. Um, recently I've had some issues where it drives great at altitude because I live at 4,500 feet, give or take. At sea level, it runs like shit. So, uh, obviously, I took it to a shop in Reno, and they're like, well, I can't figure it out, because it runs great at altitude. Mm-hmm. So, I called a friend that had a shop in the Bay Area. I was like, hey, you're four hours away, but I'm going to bring my car down to you, and maybe you can see if it runs right. And so, I'm on my way to his shop, and I was going to take the bus back. I did take the bus back. And... Uh, we got about, I got over the mountain, like you said, you know, air-cooled stuff, you get over the mountain, then all of a sudden some shit breaks, because, yeah, you roll down the other side. So I'm coming down the other side, and I hear this massive bang. I was like, oh, God, what just happened? So I pulled into a parking lot, and there's no, like, oil, there's no smoke coming out of it or anything like that. It's just kind of running shitty and way louder than it was before. I was like, uh, uh, uh... I don't know what's wrong, but it's running, so I'm going to keep going. Because my options were, I'm halfway there. I either turn around and go back over the mountain, or I keep going downhill to the Bay Area. (laughs) It's like, I guess I'm doing that. And also, there's a mechanic down there that can maybe fix it. Um, So I get it to his place, and he's like, why is this thing so loud? And I was like, I don't know. You're the mechanic. You figure it out. Yeah, no shit. That's why it's here. (laughs) And I'm like, I couldn't. 
I could barely keep it running at stoplights. I had to like feather the throttle to keep it running, mm-hmm. and like it uh, it would it pulled really horribly going uphill, and it was just way slower than usual. Which with eighty horsepower stock, it's always been slow. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you drove it in Vegas, mm-hmm. and it was kind of shitty then, but it was way shittier after. It was pretty shitty. Um, it's real hard to drive. Yeah, not being used to it, it was real hard to yeah. drive. Yeah. Well, so that was the altitude problem because Vegas is a little lower than than okay. Reno. So it like, I think it was vacuum leaks and it just kind of it stumbled at idle and it didn't want to. St- yeah, I need a third foot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but it got worse than that. So I I brought it to the mechanic shop, and uh, he was like, "Why is it so loud?" And I was like, "I don't know." So I left. I left the car with him, and he called me like three days later, and he goes, "Hey, uh, got some bad news." Like, oh boy. All right. Anyone want to guess what happened? Do you know? I don't know, actually. Do I know? I don't remember if you told me or not. You broke a rocker arm. No. Uh, Close, but no. Wasn't the, the spark plug like blew out of the head, there right? There you go. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, it, he said, uh, well, so to add on to that, he said, uh, we ran a compression test. And I go, oh boy. Give me, the, give me the bad news, doctor. Just don't tell me. And he goes, uh, uh, cylinder one was 50 PSI. Cylinder two was 100 PSI. Cylinder three was 40 PSI. Mm-hmm. And cylinder four blew the spark plug out of the zero PSI. Yeah, zero, nothing. Yeah. 40 is bad, zero is worse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so uh, if it had 80 horsepower stock, it probably had, yeah, yeah. half that, I if, feel like, if that. Don't you just have to rebuild type four engines all the time anyways? No. I mean, this one had 260,000 miles on it, so it was just old. It was just fatigued. Yeah. Um, Air-cooled run forever, pretty much. They so. pretty much do, yeah. Uh, so I called – so when I was talking to him, I was like, okay, so what's this going to cost me? And he goes, well, I don't do engines. Oh, good. Like, in he doesn't do yeah. engine rebuilds. He does, like, fixes shit. And I said, okay, I'll come pick it up, and I'll take it to a, sh- a Volkswagen shop, and they'll – They'll rebuild it. And I know Type 4s are expensive to rebuild. Like, even the bus motors, even if you do it cheap, it's not cheap. Right. Um, I wonder why not. I don't know. They made so many of them. Yeah. Isn't, is a Type 4 engine different than what came in a Beetle? Yes. Even a bus. It's a bus. It's a 411, uh, squareback, um, that kind of stuff. Yeah, but... You'll see a lot of buses and squarebacks and stuff it's, that have beetle engines in them because they're yeah. just cheaper. Yes. Which, if I had a 912, is what I would do. Mm. Hot rod beetle engine. Yeah. Like a $3,600 like scat can, motor. You can, yeah, well. Yeah, from yeah. like MP, yeah. Yeah. I, it'd be less than what I have into this one already, so. That's what I mean. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. It'd be fast. It might. Yeah, it would. Anyway, beside the point. Yeah. Beside my poor decisions. <laughs> Um, Numbers matching. And somebody actually offered me a 2700 Beetle motor right. the other day that they're like, this thing's hot as shit. Yeah. And like you a, could have it for like four grand. Dual port, twin car. Oh. Yeah. I was like, yeah, but it's the wrong motor. And they're like, yeah, who cares? So yeah, like, not to yeah. like derail the conversation, yeah. but when I was in high school, my dream was an early 912 because at the mm-hmm. time they were like $4,000. Mm-hmm. Like a 68, 69, whatever they came out. They were the trash uh, 60, 65 <laughs> to 69. Okay. Um, my dream was to buy one of those for like four thousand dollars, yeah, and then double the purchase price of it by putting in one of those like, like yeah, I said, yeah. like a 
2600 scat motor, like yeah. whatever they were. Well, that's what I was looking for when I bought my Boxster. Right. And I ended up with the Boxster instead because they ended up going up above 10 grand. Yeah, and I was like, real oh, quickly. Yeah. 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 I can't afford that anymore. No, an early 912 now is stupid money. Yeah. Yeah. And even I bought my E for 12. Right. And that's like half. Yeah. Dumb money from for what they're, uh, what they used to be worth. Used to be able to get an E for like a thousand dollars. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so uh, I I take it to a uh, motor rebuild shop and I'm like, hey, needs an upper end rebuild, and he's like, mm, it probably needs everything. And I was like, I really don't want to split the case. It's gonna cost twice as much. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, but I won't warranty it if I don't see what's in what the bearings look like. Like, yeah, I get that. All right. Um, he's like, well, while it's apart, we can do, like, hydraulic lifters. We can do a new cam. We can do a bunch of stuff. And I was like, ah, you've kind of convinced me. Okay. Um, so he sent the the case off to be machined. Um, they looked at the bearings, and they were like, yeah, these are wiped. Hmm. Um, you're... Uh, if we had done the top end, you probably would have been looking at a blown motor in, like, 6,000 miles. Oh, good. Like, okay, well, I guess it's a good thing we're pulling it all apart and rebuilding the whole thing then. Um, and, I, you know, ideally, once it's rebuilt, it'll never need to be rebuilt. At least again. in my lifetime. In my lifetime? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because, I, I mean, 240,000 miles, I'm not going to put another 240,000 miles on it. Likely not. It's pretty Drive unlikely. Drive to Georgia a few more times. <laughs> yeah, right. Um so yeah, so I got my first bill uh, from the machine shop, twenty five hundred dollars. Nice, yeah. Mm-hmm. First bill, first bill, yeah. Down it, payment. Yeah, basically, yeah. It's probably going to be a seven thousand dollar rebuild. Ouch. Yeah, on a car that I spent twelve thousand dollars on. Hey, but it's still worth. But it's, it's still worth it. Yeah, at this point. Yeah, it's a sentimental car. Yeah. It's a and yeah, it's worth more than the twelve grand that I spent on. You ready it, so. for the the boomer wisdom? It's becoming your identity. Okay. Speed costs money. How fast do you want to get? Oh on? my god! Yeah. <laughs> I want to go about hundred and ten horsepower fast. <laughs> Wait, I believe it's you could have three two things. Yeah. Cheap, fast, or or reliable. Pick yeah. Two. Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah, that's also that's the other one. one. Yeah. So uh, so so fast forwarding through that story. Because that's kind of... Uh, we're done. Uh, we're done. We're done right. there. Yeah. Your big project right now is a trailer. Yes. And that's... Yeah. Part of that is kind of done. Okay. I've so done my part of it. So your your story with almost dying, selling all your things, you guys want to try trailer life for a little while. Yeah. We're, we're selling the house. You yeah. want to see more of the United States. Yes. Travel around. Travel around. Um, I envision a future where Bradley Brennan lives in my driveway. <laughs> I might stay there for a couple days. Yeah, a couple days. A couple days. Yep. I'd be happy to come down and see you. You're welcome to stay as long as you want. Okay. When you get sick of traveling and not having a shower, yeah, you'll always have a home. All right. <laughs> when I have a home. Well, I don't have a home yet either. <laughs> well, you know, winter's coming, and I know that Phoenix mm-hmm. is warmer than Reno. so Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. So I may come down for a few days in the winter. We'll be there. And, uh, yeah. I love there see now. you guys. Yeah. I, I enjoy hanging out with you guys. So what did you have to do to the this... It's a scamp. It is a well. It's an acorn because Plymouth owned the rights to the word scamp for their Dodge Colt version. Yes. Mm-hmm. So they sued this company, and for for twelve months they changed the name from scamp to acorn. So technically, mine is an acorn. Okay. Um. But then they won the lawsuit and changed the name back to scamp. 
Because it's not a car. It's not a car. Yeah. Yeah. However, um, we should get you a Plymouth camp to tow. Totally. He wants to totally. actually go somewhere. So. No, we'll, we'll <laughs> listen. Project Car Creep will add more things to the list. Totally. A 4G swap, a Plymouth yeah. camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah really I will re- pay you to do that. For really me. reduce yeah. stress. Yeah, yeah, I won't. I won't do it. No, don't pay me anything. No. Um. So yeah, we bought this this uh, Acorn. It's a 13 foot trailer. Very small. Which is very small yeah. for like van life life. Yes, it's no bigger it, than a van. It's about as big as a van. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's about as big That's as. That's what a van. I mean. Like, yeah, it's not a big trailer. We have. Does it have a kitchenette in it. Sort of. It's got a sink and a refrigerator. No stove though. It had a stove. We took it out because I don't trust propane in a in a fiberglass trailer. I'm okay. I'm gonna cook outside of the yeah, trailer. You can set up a camp. Camp stove, stove with a. I envision the future of Bradley cooking in my kitchen. <laughs> no, no. I'm I, just giving you shit. Like I, I know, I, I, I know, nothing I know. but the best. Like, I, I hope this works out for you in all of the. Right I do ways. too, and like so, none of this would be possible if like the real estate explosion in Reno hadn't happened, and like our house right. is worth infinitely more than what we paid for it. Right. So I can liquidate all of our assets, and we'll have a a cushion yep. where if. Six months in, we decide, fuck this. This is terrible. Yep. We can rent a place or buy a place yep. or whatever. Yeah, you'll, you'll be able to put enough money aside that even after a year of doing it, you can probably put a down payment on a house yeah. again. And, and I'll still be working. So yeah. it's not like I'll be spending the money. I'll still be earning yep. um, my my income. So. I hear you. But uh, yeah, so we bought this 13-foot trailer. It's fiberglass. Um, <laughs> they actually began making these because it's a septic tank turned upside down. For real, for real? For real. Wow. Yeah. It's a fiberglass septic tank. I'm living in a shit trailer. <laughs> there's, a, there's a certain like poetry to this. Yes. Yeah, not, yeah. I don't know what so it is exactly, do, but... Do you have to do a bunch of fiberglass repair to it? A, I've never done fiberglass little, repair. A little. Um, so basically, in removing the stove, I I removed and covered over all of the vents for the stove. Yeah. And like the, it originally had just a, um, a port where the sink water just went onto the ground. Yeah. And I'm putting in a gray water tank, so it's going to go into a tank, and then I'll empty the tank out. So I don't just, like... It's probably more environmentally correct. Yeah, yeah. Well, and we're going to be using, like, uh, like organic soaps and that kind of stuff. So yeah. it's not going to pollute as badly as it normally would. Um, but, uh, yeah. So I, I covered up all the holes that were on that one side with uh, new fiberglass work. And there was some kind of poor repairs that were done in the past to the fiberglass that I kind of cut out and repatched and um, fared in with aluminum sheeting and kind of made it a little stronger than it was. Um, It still leans a little bit to one side on the roof because a a tree fell on it at some point and they like kind of poorly repaired it. As long as it's watertight, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's watertight. Yeah. Ask me how I know. <laughs> and then you added, uh, I think you added solar-powered stuff added, for... Yep, I added uh, two solar panels to the roof. I added a... Batteries for Yep. For I just have... lights, or what do they run? So it'll run uh, lighting, the charge ports for, like, laptops and phones. Um, it'll run a stereo system. I'm putting a, a huge stereo system. It's going to bump like a motherfucker. Okay. Um, Priorities. Yeah, exactly. I have well, so I have these uh, speakers that that came from a prior project. There was some... I, I couldn't listen to the Mountain Goats at more than ninety decibels. <laughs> so, well, I knowing what your fan, I envision. <laughs> I, mean, I couldn't listen at zero decibels, yeah. but 
I envision this being like uh, surround sound for our iPad. Okay. So like when we watch movies or whatever yeah, in bed, yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll we'll have. Uh, but anyway. Yep. So I have um, uh, four um, six-inch speakers, two six by nines, two amps, a twelve-inch sub, and a um, uh, face radio. What do you call that? Radio. A radio. A head unit? Head unit. There you go. Face. Hey, you with the face. <laughs> so that's going in, and then it's going to run a you small... A face for radio. Yeah. A small refrigerator. All of us have a face for radio. So that's good. So how, how long would that last with the battery setup you have? We'll see. Um, I have to do some testing, but I think it should run it on a sunny day infinitely. Okay. So, like, uh, it won't draw enough power at night to run the batteries empty. Okay. And then during the day, it should charge more than... And living the van life, you can, like, chase the warmth. Like, in the summertime, you yes. can be in Maine. Exactly. And in the wintertime, you can be in Phoenix. Exactly. That's the idea, is it's not a warm place to be right. in the cold. There right. are I know some people that do it in the cold, in these fiberglass trailers, mm-hmm. um, and they have a wood-burning stove. Okay. Um, yeah. It, it's not ideal. I yeah, don't want to Fiberglass do and fire. Did nah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you um, so you... Are you guys reupholstering the inside? Or? Yes. So I'm done with the outside now. Yep. Um, I've replaced all of the exterior lighting with LED, so hopefully it'll be more visible on the highway, uh, especially to truckers and big SUVs and that kind of stuff. Um, I've added some lights where there weren't lights before, so it's got running lights up top, and it's got a, a center high mount stoplight, and I have a rear view camera that I can see from the driver's seat mm-hmm. in the car. Um. And so all of that is wired. I actually finished that literally the night before I got on the plane to come here for uh, for Redwood. So, you, yeah, are you going for, like, a specific style in the interior? Are you going for, like, a mid-century look or, like, a 70s look or comfortable? More uh, modern? Yes, comfortable is the key. Yeah, but, um, but, like, I don't actually know. So the thing is, I told my wife, I will get the outside done, you do the inside. Yeah, I figured she would so be, it'll be stylish. She'd be the interior be, designer. Yes. Yeah, she's yeah. a stylish lady. Yes. Okay. Yes. She is. She she is a classy lady. That is so it'll be a classy, I mean, stylish interior. You got to do it for the gram, right? You got to get those Clearly. really cool yeah. Instagram photos of like small living, yeah. right? Yeah. This is a cool plan, though, and I intend to follow you as you trip around the country. And I hope you social media started Instagram just for your trailer. No. I did not. You should. So no. what? What I what I'm I good. what I propose is I don't have any trips planned for next year. So maybe I'll go where Brad is. That'll be the hell plan. yeah. Come visit Brad. Like where's Brad? He's in Michigan. All right, we're going to Michigan. That'd be awesome. Yeah. And you can get a you can get a tent or something. We'll... We have plenty of tents because we camp all the time. All right. But I also have a station wagon life, so I can come, uh, come yeah. visit wherever. Cool. Maybe I need to buy a scamp acorn too. Yeah. See what happens. <laughs> maybe <laughs> don't. I don't in, know. I, I do miss my trailer. There's one in a I, had, I had a camper trailer. It was really nice. There's one in a neighborhood in Salem. Is there? Mm-hmm. For sale? I don't know if it's for sale. Good, because I don't want to eat it right now. I have too many projects you guys have told me. <laughs> you do. It was the wrong answer, Andrew. You're supposed also, to say, no, nothing is for sale ever again. Also, you, if you want one, don't get one here, because it's got a metal frame. Okay. Well, so, honestly, most things here like that don't rust really bad. Because they don't use it in the winter. Because they don't time. use them in the winter time. Oh, sure. Yeah. That's fair. So without like getting divulging too much how much you paid, all this stuff, what is a decent one worth? Uh, I mean, we paid four grand. I don't care. Okay. We paid four grand, and it was a little rough, but it was functional. Yeah. Like, everything on it worked, but not to the level I wanted it to work. 
so I unacceptable level of disrepair. Exactly. Yeah, right. So I, I ripped out all of the the stuff that worked, and I'm replacing it with new Better stuff. stuff. Yeah. Right. I would... So like it had a refrigerator, but it was a refrigerator that ran on 110 that was very inefficient. Yep. It was probably 20 years old. Mm-hmm. So I bought a brand new 12 volt refrigerator, and probably right now with all the solar, with with all the everything, I'm probably into it for. 7500 Okay. That's not bad for a travel trailer. Yeah. I mean... Uh, and they do make them brand new. Mm-hmm. You can buy one from the factory right now. I'm not doing that. No, I know. But I, I'm saying you, like the royal you. Right. Um, I, I am royal. Thank you. Yes. Obviously, well, with, with all the Overland stuff, I mean, all this new stuff you can get... It's so much runs on 12-volt yes. yes. and, like... Yeah. It's so, so hot right now. Yeah. Well, if you really the, wanted to, so you, could, right you, could throw a, you could throw a rooftop tent on your wagon if you needed yes. more space. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Turn a travel trailer into just a cargo trailer yeah. at that point. No, yeah. it's like your living room, and then your bedroom is above your car. Yeah, yeah. actually, that's And then your either. car carries the cargo. So the bed is um, about the same size as a twin, or maybe a full. Mm-hmm. So so it's big enough for two people. Like, Ish. we've we've lived on smaller beds. Oof. Yeah. I mean, when we moved to Ohio. I need Ohio, a bigger scamp. When we, they make a 16. Yeah, I need that. And I, they, need, I, need, I need a queen. They make a... Ooh. Yeah, queen. <laughs> they make a 19. Yeah, yes, queen. queen. Yes, queen. Exactly. <laughs> they make a 19 foot, but it's um, a fifth wheel. So you have to have a... That won't fit in my Volkswagen. No, it won't. <laughs> 19 um, foot's a fifth wheel? That's a small fifth I know, wheel trailer. right? Yeah. <laughs> I think the same thing every time I see one. But um, anyhow, so it's got like a full-size bed. Uh, it's got a closet. It has a bench at the front that you can sit on that's got a like, storage bench. And then it's got um, a sink and a refrigerator and a counter. Uh, and then some overhead storage above the sink for food and uh, utensils and that kind of thing. So it's not big. But it is... Um, we stepped, We st- stayed in it one night before I stripped it down. And it was doable. Okay. It was doable. I get uh, used to it. It's I'm, better than a tent. It's yeah. Way better than yeah, a tent. Yeah, it's more yeah. room in a tent, though. No. Mm, depends on the tent. Tents are nightmare. Well, in my tent that we can't camp in with my lovely lady, we have a queen size air mattress. Okay, and so, room for nothing else. Exactly. No, there's a whole another like living room area where we could put like a couch and a television if we wanted to. Mm, what? Okay. I don't believe you. It's a big tent. You have a twenty five by twenty five tent. <laughs> no, but it's like ten by fifteen. Mm. It's a good size tent. Well, anyhow. Um, I, yeah, I envision like going to a lot of national parks and trying to have a more uh, both minimalist and more healthy lifestyle. Because um, I'm a little overweight. I'm, I don't feel so hot. I'm in my 30s now. I need to take better care of myself. And yeah. So not to get too hippy-dippy, but that whole hashtag practicing mindfulness thing uh, is my goal. So, I want to see more of the world. Um, I'm too young to have almost died. I agree with that. So. Because you're significantly younger than me. <laughs> so, yes. So, I, I need to get out and, and see the world and uh, uh, experience At least the United life States. a little more. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I mean, you know, we'll be still making a decent amount of money. And without a mortgage, we'll, uh, we'll probably have some more for international travel, I think. So it's hard to bring a Buick overseas, though. Luckily, we have uh, parents with like ten to fifteen acre uh, estates, 
That's what it takes to do van life. Yeah, right. Mm. <laughs> they live in Michigan where 10 to 15 acres cost like $12. Right. So uh, we can easily pull into one of their houses, leave the car for a little while, go fly somewhere. And again, once I have space, you're welcome to stay there too. Yeah. So. Thank you. So that's basically my life now. Um, and then I have the Boxster that I'm doing at EV kind of Yeah, I think we'll too. get into that one more once we have some more progress on yeah, that. Yeah. But we briefly but, covered that last yeah, episode. Yeah, we briefly covered it last time. That'll be um, once I have garage space again. I think right. that's going to be the, the – so. Can we put a one-car garage in the back of a 13-foot camp? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So my whole, my whole point <laughs> a, was – A getting, toy hauler? <laughs> yes. <laughs> My whole point with getting the 912 to a point where it's done is, like you said, focus on one thing at a time. Right. So once the 912 is done, then I don't have to work on that anymore. I can just drive it and have yeah. fun with it. And then the Boxster will become the priority. So I've already got the, the electric motor for it. I've already got the batteries. I've already got you know the controller and all of that stuff. It just needs to migrate yeah. into and, the car. And once you get a car to that point, as long as you continue to maintain it, it's fine. It doesn't spiral out of control. Right. Which is what... So, like, my Gallant, I bought as a roller, put it all together, drove it for a bunch of years, then it needed a bunch of maintenance. Just not, like, a bunch of maintenance, but just wear and tear maintenance. Yeah. So, I, would like, kept doing that, kept doing that, and now it's just at the point again where I can just drive it and enjoy it. I don't need to, like, rebuild the whole car. I sure. just And it's not, like, stuck in my garage and I let the registration laps and yeah, i'm never yeah. getting to it yeah no it runs and drives and well, that's a lot of the expense with the 912 yeah. is that like uh in going through all of this stuff they're like hey your cv axles are bad yeah. and hey you need a new clutch and hey you need and it's like the as well long as it's all apart yeah. i may as well do it the I'll, while you're in there a lot of that is why my galant hasn't put back together yet because you know, i went through the past three years a lot of life changes a lot mm. of like big things yeah and every time we talked about doing the galant it was okay now we need this now we need this now we need that now we need this now we need that now we need time now we need this now we need time now we need money now we need time and i just never it was easy to say never mind <laughs> so I so i think what wait what eclipse do you have do you have a you just have the, the red eclipse. the red one that's mm-hmm. the only one you're down to mm-hmm. okay so i think if you have that and you have the VR4, and you have the Camaro, you're set. I need a Colt. The blue Colt. Oh, yeah. The blue Colt's cool. Yeah, you got to have. And a Sapporo is perfectly fine. It's perfectly fine, but, I mean, I think somebody else could care for it. You've you've gotten a lot out of it. I'm not it's, suggesting you sell it. I'm just saying. You, you just did. No. Yeah. Anyway. If yes. you're in love with it, then keep it. So, uh, so, not to go too far off topic, we're kind of running along here, but. Um, it is auto off topic. I do. I, I, I will be in the market for another home pretty soon. Mm. And the plan is to, if it doesn't have a four car garage, find a property where I can put a four car garage. Sure. That has at least high enough ceilings to put two lifts. To put a in lift it. in. Two lifts. Two in lifts. It. Like one, two post, one, four post, one for parking, one for working. Okay. So I can keep six cars inside. Okay. And if I keep six cars inside. Good goal. That, that's like, once I have six cars inside and a working lift, I get home from work at five o'clock, and I just work on something for an hour. Yeah, or two hours. Sure. Once you have a space to do it, it's a lot easier. It's a lot easier because the the main problem I had here is my, you know, my eyes are bigger than my stomach. You know what I mean? Like I see mm-hmm. all these cool things, and I'm like, it's a simple project. It's a simple project. It's a simple project. But I a know. A simple project is not a simple project when you don't have a place. When you to don't work have time on. or a place. Yeah. It's more the place is the yeah, thing yeah, because yeah. the problem I have and. 
you know, I love Andrew's dad. He's one of the greatest influences in my entire life. <laughs> he's such a good guy. And he's like, he's almost like a second dad to me. But the problem is, yeah. is to work it's on like cars a- in his garage. I need to work on cars in his garage. Yeah. yeah. So I bring the car in. It's got to get to a point and get out. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. my garage. Sure. I can't wrench on something and leave it there. Sure. And just get back to it when I get back to it. Right. So the larger projects stall out mm. because I don't want... And it's not that he says, no, you can't do this. Sure. It's more in my brain, I don't want to inconvenience other people. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So that's where my whole problem comes from. So that's once a I have good, a space... That's a good mental thing to have, though. No, it is. You know, you don't want to be the, but sometimes the drain. It hurts, on... But sometimes it hurts me more than it helps because I won't sure. even ask somebody for help. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I was working on the Eclipse by myself until 10.30 at night, the night before Radwood, because the same thing. I was like, I'm not going to call somebody and be like, hey, come help me with this, because I don't yeah. need the help. Sure. It would have helped, but sure. I don't need the help. So I was going to be like, Andrew, you need to come help me with this. Yeah. Because he didn't need to come help me. Would it have gone faster if he was there? Sure. But I know this man also values his free time. Yeah. Like, I had he, the- has, he has a wife. He has a house. He has his own things. Like, I had the same thing with the trailer. Like, I did... Um, Literally a week of sanding right. on that thing, and yeah. like, yeah, it probably would have helped if I had had somebody with me. Yep. But yeah, you're right. And I'm and I'm trying to learn to do things more by myself because I consider myself probably above average, but not a great mechanic. Same. Um, and totally. Andrew is an amazing mechanic. Mm. Like he's really good. He's really fast. Yeah, he's really okay. efficient. No, you're really good. Honestly, if you wanted to be a flat rate tech, you could be a flat rate tech. You don't want right. to be a flat rate tech, which I also appreciate. But I, for my entire life, I've always had Andrew by my side. And a lot of times I'll sit in the garage looking at something until Andrew comes over and he's like, dude, what the hell are you doing? Why isn't this done yet? And I'll be like, I don't know how to start. Yeah. You know, I don't know how to get to begin this project. That's just a motivation thing. Oh, 100% it is. Yeah. yeah. But it started before Radwood Philly. Now, one of the reasons I love Radwood, even to stay way off topic, is because it's given me motivation to finish things. Sure. <laughs> like for Radwood Philly, I put together this Sporo that had been broken down for two years. Yeah. So he helped me with the transmission. Uh-huh. But then it was the night and before. my dad did. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, and again, again, your dad is equally as instrumental, if not mm-hmm. more so than you. Um, but the night before, I had these breaks to do. No, it was before the road trip. Mm-hmm. Before that cross country road trip, I need to do the brakes, mm. and I'm sitting there. I'm like, I can't do this. I'm not gonna do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. It's so it's it's, it's a weird brake setup. I don't know how to do it. I'm not even gonna try. And I put aside and I walked away. And then I was like, What am I doing? So then the next night, I was like, I have to do this. I have this, to get it done. This sounds like the conversation we were having before the podcast, where you didn't want to drive home. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. I'm still on the fence. <laughs> You shouldn't be on the fence. There's, you should do it. Well, it's, three, it's less than three hundred dollars. And then, like, home. working on a car, there's like some zen to it too. When it's done. Well, I <laughs> sometimes I don't have anybody come over and help me because I can just work faster by my personally by myself. I can work right. faster. Most of us can on a lot of things, but it's that motivation factor. Yeah. Yep. Occasionally, I'm like, I I want you to just come over and just hang out so I can have a person yeah, next drink to drink a beer and yell at me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I'll just work quicker. Like on my WRX, I can just work faster without someone because I can just put my headphones on and just do whatever well, I, I think to do. back to things like when I blew an alternator on the side of the road in North Carolina. <laughs> and, like, I know how to change an alternator. It's yeah. not difficult. Sure. But Andrew was there for with me. Mm. And for support. He dug in and did it. Yeah. And I'm, like, trying to help. But he's just like, no, we're getting this done. We're getting out of here. We've lost 12 hours already. Like, <laughs> I had alternator had is done. So yeah. I was really angry. Yeah, he was motivated <laughs> to eat. 
So then I thought back to that same motivation when I was uh, also in the southeast. I was in Georgia, and the alternator let go of my truck. I was by myself, mm. and I had to change the alternator by myself. And I was like, WWAD, what would Andrew do? <laughs> <laughs> so I literally dug into it and got it done, and I had it done in like an hour or less in the side of the road in the highway in freaking Georgia. But I'm just trying to get better at doing things myself so that now that I've moved away from my – Support system. support system of Andrew <laughs> helping me wrench on things. I have to do it by myself. You have Ron to help you. At least. I have Ron to help me, but Ron lives an hour away from me. It's not like Ron lives across the street. Like isn't happened it, here. Isn't it great that you know Ron because he was at a Radwood? Dude, Radwood has been such a positive influence <laughs> yeah, right? in my life. Exactly. To be honest with you, like I'm not even kidding. Like, so this is going to get way sappy and way mm-hmm. terrible. Um, but I don't want to say Radwood saved my life. <laughs> But Radwood was a huge positive influence on my life because I was at a very dark place in my life. Mm-hmm. I met my current girlfriend at Andrew's wedding because mm-hmm. he's related to his wife. Sure. Um, but we lived... I'm not related to my wife. You said he's... <laughs> right. Sorry. Your your girlfriend is... Yes, yeah. My girlfriend is related to your wife. They're, They're cousins. cousins. Yes. Andrew's not related to his wife. No. Just to be clear. No. Um, so I met her there, but we lived 3,000 miles apart. The first time we hung out again after the wedding was at Radwood 2. Yeah. Because I was going to L.A. Oh, I'm, uh, which I made you go with us. You right. didn't want to go. And I, I had no money because yeah. of various yeah. things that happened. Yeah, sure. I life. made you go, and then I was like, I was like, hey, tell Naomi we're going to L.A. So yeah. Naomi got in her car, and she drove from Phoenix to L.A. I and that was the that. first time we I mean, hung out. I vaguely remember that. Right, because you didn't but, even know us then, like, yeah. hardly. Yeah, like, right. We've gotten a lot closer since then, yes. just us. You picked yes. us up in the Million Mile Lexus. Yes. yes, you did, which is also awesome. Yeah. Um, and to think, all this started because of Camden Tubbed. <laughs> right, which is now like a distant like blink in the past. And we still love Cam, but you guys don't have a podcast anymore. Sure. So, the first time I saw her again since ever meeting her at the wedding, and we talked the phone all the time, though, mm. was at Radwood 2. Yeah, and then I realized how simple it is to go to the other side of the country and hang out for a couple of days. Yeah, like yeah, you got to save some cash and you got to do it, but mm-hmm. at the same time, you just got to do it. I think Andrew paid for my plane ticket actually for that event. Maybe if I remember I don't correctly, remember. then I paid him back. Like he funded me the money because I had no money because I was in between life. Like, yeah, I was like in between life. I remember like you were trying to get Vine to work, and that was after. That was after. Oh, really? Oh, so this was that. That was this is post. Okay. We're not going to get that deep. Right, that's a whole right, conversation right, for like dinner later. Okay. That was, yeah. Um, this is well after that. Okay. So I'd already gone back to the workforce because of other events that happened in my life. Okay. Uh, but I just started working again. Mm. Um, so then it became, hey, I flew across the country. I met up with Naomi. And then it's like, let's go to another Radwood. Why not? So we went to another Radwood somewhere else. And they went to another Radwood somewhere else. And they were like, well, we're going to Radwoods. Let's go to this place. Yeah. So we go to this place. So Radwood gave us a, gave me a goal, something to do, and come and fix my cars and put my cars back together. And I don't want to be sappy about it, but hey. like that's what, like, I mean, it gave me a reason to do something. It's I was at a really low point, and I needed a reason to do something, and Radwood became that reason. And that's why for our listeners who don't like Radwood, I don't care. Because I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Radwood was awesome for me when I needed it. Yeah. And I'm here for it now, and I love everybody involved with it, and it's a good time, and well, I we, just, we've, we've made so many friends through Radwood and through yeah. the podcast and through everything that, like, that's, I mean, I'm that's not going to cry on the air here, but I'm pretty happy about everything that's, why that's happened I love in my it. life in the past two years. That's the why people I love it. Because it's more than anything. It's such a positive influence 
to people. And like, yeah, I mean, it's we do it because it's a business now. But but it became a business out of the love for it. Exactly. The first one, the only reason it happened was because we were like, let's throw let's a party and have fun. Yeah. And and that's kind of why we keep doing it because yeah. it's a party and it's fun. So the two things in my life that have kept me kept me going during like the darkest points of my life were this podcast because there were times where Andrew was like, "Dude, you're having a shitty day. Like, don't even bother coming and recording. It'll be fine." And I was like, "No, I I need this, man. Like, <laughs> let's goddamn record tonight. I gotta get my fix. Yeah, I I need to get out. I need to do this. I yeah. need to like keep my brain going, and then going to Radwood shows. And those are the two things that really kept me going. And like, you know, big big props to Andrew and Stephanie and obviously my parents and Tony his father and and then it's on a, a lesser note you guys for doing this it's a good thing it's yeah. a good thing you have these people because like I and didn't I moved have... 3,000 miles away from him because he know, saved right? my life <laughs> I told him to move away yeah he was like dude you've been around like, way I've had enough. too much I've had enough you gotta get out of here uh, uh, like but I mean the same free thing vacation spot that's all he wanted <laughs> same kind of th- same thing on a way lesser note but like I came here with no plan for a Sunday night. Yeah. And I was like, uh, I don't have a place to stay. Mind if I stay with you? And he's like, I don't care. I know right now. Cool. If I, if I do wind up driving across country, I know this is the plan. I could start driving and drive to Ohio and call Cam. Yeah. And be like, hey, dude, I'm in town. Can I crash in your house? And he'd say yes. Yeah. And the next night I could drive to Reno and I could be like, hey, Brad. That's I, a... Can I, I'm just saying. That's a long drive. I'm just saying. But yes, you absolutely could stay in our house. I stay anytime. at your house. And there's people I've met in Austin at Redwood where I could call up and be like, hey, dude, I'm in town. Can I have my car in your garage and crash at your house? And he'd be like, dude, come on down. Let's go have dinner. Mm -hmm. And it's all because of this stupid car thing that everybody gave me crap for for so long. And everybody gives you crap for now. Same thing. Like, people I don't even know. I wrote that article for Jalopnik. It went live on Friday. I've had literally 40 people either text or email or comment on the article. Mm -hmm. If you're in town, give me a call. Right. Like, <laughs> your year is going to be killer. Yeah. And your wife's going to think you're a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you need a hot shower and a hot meal, yeah. stop in. Yeah. And I'm like, all right. That's one thing we've talked about since, because obviously I've only known Naomi since I've started doing all this stuff. Like, it's been like a little over two years now. Yeah. And it's like, she's like, you know, everybody everywhere. And I'm like, <laughs> it's all through cars and the internet. It's yep. stupidity, yep. but it's awesome. Yep. So, anyway, I mean, that's, that's, our, that's our little feel good moment at the end of the podcast here, I yeah. think. Yeah. But, Maybe I'm just punch drunk because I'm hungry. What else did you have? Do you have any? Uh... That's it. All right. Let's uh, let's wrap it up because Steph's ugly kitchen has made us dinner. So <laughs> yes. we're gonna go eat it. Uh, yeah. So as also all we're out of beer. So yeah. So <laughs> as, yeah, which was uh, real quick. That was Bentwater Boris. That oh yeah, I local think brewery. Before. Yeah, local brewery Bentwater Brewing out of Lynn, It's peanut butter stout, which yeah. is my favorite thing in the entire world. And they only do it like most breweries only do it during like Halloween, mm-hmm. October. Mm. Uh. What this, percentage is this? Because I'm feeling kind of like it's pretty high. It's uh, pretty high. Five point eight. Well, well actually, that's not actually, bad. Yeah. This one's well, really like twice a Bud Light. This one's really yeah. good. And then another local brewery called Night Shift has PB Phone Home, and okay. it's got like a mm, knockoff like ET thing on it. That one is very really good. Yeah. Also harder to find. Yeah. So Bentwater Boris is really good and easier to find around here on down the street from my house. Yeah. yeah. But and PB Phone Home is also really good. Uh. Yeah. So. Uh, before I give our podcast up, Brad, Brad Lee, where can they find you? Is uh, everywhere. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm on Instagram uh, at hi. What is it? It's plug in hi. Plug in hi. Hi Brad. Yes. Hi Brad. I changed it like a month ago, and I keep forgetting what it is. But yeah, plug in hi Brad. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, on Twitter, I'm at BC Brownell. Uh, on Facebook, go to Radwood, uh, and, and we have a page and a. Uh, I think your group. Radwood official though, or is that on Instagram? Radwood official on Instagram? Okay, and then um, I think that's it. Jalopnik.com, right. oh, yeah, yep. flat sixes. Uh, flat sixes. Com. If you own a nine twelve, right. uh, I run the nine twelve registry magazine. And a sister site called flatfours.com. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's now a we, Subaru website. We cover all the. Uh, even though it's just flat sixes is the URL, we cover all Porsche stuff. So we have a 944 project car. We have a Boxster project car. We have a 912E project car. Uh, read about it there. Excellent. So, um, and then other than that, go to Radwoods. Uh, LA is probably going to be December 7th. And Andrew will be there, I think. Yes. Oh, We're, cool. I will not be there. Uh, we have friends who are getting married in Malibu on December 7th. Oh, cool. At night. So I will be there during the oh, day. Oh, during the day. Oh, sick. Yeah. That's so, cool. I know so. you said that there was going to be a wedding and you didn't know if you could make it, but that's awesome that yep. it's at night. So, yeah. Unfortunately, cool. I will not be there because I have other that's okay. family things happening. That is okay. And I'm glad that you called her family. It's not okay. I want to go, to, I go right It's all right. <laughs> Actually, I shouldn't say that because she's going to listen and think I'm serious. So it's definitely okay that I'm missing it. You know what? Um, the, weekend, the week before, my wife and I are vacationing in Palm Springs. You guys should come visit. Yeah, it's only like a four and a half hour drive. Yeah. Yeah. Come for the weekend or whatever. Crash your weekend. Yeah. I like it. I mean, we'll be there for 10 days, so like two days of that is fine. All right. Flatfours.com is not a website, by the way. We should buy that right now. Okay. All right. Uh, you can follow us, Auto Off Topic, on Instagram, Auto Off Topic Podcast on Facebook. Follow me on Instagram, Raced in Anger. And then, Brad, where do they find you? TSS350. Yeah. Uh, which is also TSISS350. Yeah. I should change that, but I have this really like hard time changing things. Yeah. Well, you, you do. don't even have a TSI. Yes, I do. Oh. The purple car. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I don't and have then, a registered TSI. But you have a, a CISIS? Is it a. Camaro? That, sound, that sounds a, like a medical condition. A, a Camaro CISIS? Because we're. Because pre- an SS? <laughs> no, yeah. it's a Camaro CISIS. Yeah, don't do two S's. It sounds like I'm like a German <laughs> army. Like. Well, yeah, I think S is better than SS. Yeah. 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 Mm. Super Sport 350. I'm right. sure that name is taken, and I can't take that. Please. Yeah, that's a 350 is better best than it ever had. Listen, tree fitty. Tree fitty. Nothing to do with that. I bought 350. All right. You could do SS tree fitty. I just came up with your new Instagram that's name. pretty good. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note. Keep cars analog and aim for the roses.